like the other version of this too, where the kids are singing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Don't open it, it might be Doctor Who. <laughs> Oh, I have no audio. Hey, 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 I heard a pussy cat. Welcome back, everyone, to News on the Flip Side. Uh, have you just heard? Uh, having a little Christmas music going on there. Yes, we have fun Christmas music. Yes, well. Yes, yes. yes. Well, I, I can play you some Jingle Bells, but I'd rather play it by, uh, <laughs> by one of the orchestras or something, or one of the rock groups. Um, hey, welcome there, Dragon. How you doing there? Okay, if I can't, we're going to have this with the earbud all night issue. I can tell, already tell. Uh, it's going to be one of these kind of nights. Oh, God, Jesus, people, how can, <laughs> I hate to even lead with this, how can you have the lowest poll numbers in the history of the United States when your campaign guy you're running against, they're trying to put in jail? Every time I turn up, we're going to put Trump in jail, we're going to put Trump in jail, we're going to put Trump in jail, but yet he's like, 
Uh, he's like 14 points ahead in some places now, 10 in a lot of places. Even in ABC, NBC, CNN, CBS, Harvard polls, he's up six, seven, eight, ten 10 points. I mean, Joe Biden has hit his low, the lowest approval rating of any president in the United States at 32%. Oh, wow. And today he was at 36 when I heard it earlier today. And he said he's just plumbing this. It's like it's a free fall. Uh, well, the Colorado Democrat, didn't help out. Well, because what did Colorado think? I mean, okay, we'll go over this real fast, people. The, remember, everybody forgets this, but Congress cleared Trump of insurrection. Remember when they were trying to impeach him in the whole nine yards? He was cleared of insurrection mm-hmm. by Congress. So how can Colorado do this? Plus, the D.C. charges based on January 6th, none of this is for insurrection. No, none of this is about insurrection. Go read the, the charges for yourself. So there's nothing that Colorado is basing this on. There's nothing there to base this on. A lot of people say in the Supreme Court's going to rule 9-0 because it's frankly, it's just ridiculous. Right. We're, we're going to find out. Well, the uh, Supreme Court's not going to hear it real fast. And the rule is that um, they have to leave him on the pallet, on the on the ballot, regardless what's going on after January 5th uh, until the court makes a ruling. So they can't take him off before the court makes a ruling. Hmm. Mm. So we'll what see. Were they that thinking? I, I mean, when I heard that, I'm like, come on. I'm, I was like, did they have a bunch of snow up their nose or what? Well, no. You had you had 14 Democratic states try this. It's failed in like seven or eight of them already. I hear California uh, wants to do it. Yeah, everybody wants to because they're losing. There's no shit and prayer in hell that they can win this election. It's over with. The election is already done and over with for them. It doesn't matter if Trump runs or not. They will not be a Democrat in the White House in the next four years. It's mm-hmm. over. There's nothing they can do. And even if they think, I, I was listening to a friend of mine the other day, well, we get we Newsom in. Newsom can run, man. Newsom, Newsom will give him a little cocaine and Newsom can run. Well, you know what? Newsom is a really good speaker. But his state is one of the suckiest, backwards-ass states in the union. Everybody, oh, California's great. Well, really? Crime rate, what, third highest in the nation? Uh, Two million people a year vacating their place. Actually, it's about it's about 800,000 800, a year, but still. Two million in the last two years have vacated the place uh, and left and going to other places. They expect three million in the next year and a half to vacate the place. If they keep up like that, Texas will become the mon- number one most populated state within the next 10 years. It was forecast to be the number one most populated state within 30 years. It's already up to like 32 million or something. Wow. And so, well, everybody forgets that Florida passed up uh, New York and got more and more uh, votes now. Oh. Yeah, New York's going to lose some more votes and Florida's gaining some more votes because Florida's growing like freaking weeds, man. Mm-hmm. And somehow or another, my liberal friends that are moving there are not freaking out and staying blue. They're not really going red, but they're like, look, everything works really good here. Why get up? Right. You know, right. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. Why F it up? I mean, whether you like DeSantis or not, the state's doing really well. I mean, its crime rate, I think, is 26th or 27th. It has no income tax. The unemployment rate is the lowest in Florida's history. I mean, why F up something that don't, that's not broke? So, and that's how you look at it. And then the last two times, Newsom debated um, DeSantis. He got his ass kicked. Yeah, he did. What I loved about it was I'm listening to NBC. Oh, no, Newsom gave it to him. Well, you know what? What was funny about that is – 
NBC National did not say that, but NBC Local said that, you know, where oh, the local, okay. in, in California, they were saying it all over the place. But when you listen to NBC National, they were more like, no, well, you know, and then when uh, when when DeSantis tells him, well, you know, Governor Newsom, I know for a fact that you have a condo on Miami Beach. <laughs> so in Florida, no, I mean, in California, nowhere. He said, uh, he said, man, I hear you spend a lot of time down here. <laughs> and now poor poor Disney has both Elon Musk and DeSantis on his ass. He's probably wishing he never came back and took this job. No, yeah, man. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a Disney anymore. No, there will be. It's just they just got to get their shit together. That will never happen. They're well, born. so what happened? Uh, hold on, Denise. So what, what really went on, Denise, is a couple of years back, there was a lady, I don't know if she was a lesbian or not, but both her kids were sexually challenged. It's a polite way of saying it. Okay, I think one was a transvestite and one, anyway, both were gay. So that's where she got the idea to hire all gay people, transvestites and all gay people to run Disney World. Really? I mean, how, uh, first off, <clears throat> how could she have not thought parents are going to freak out? I mean, you know, look, I know we're supposed to be this, this open society and we all love each other, but that's bullshit. We don't. And people are already iffy skiffy about transvestites to start off with. No, mm. you know what, Johnny? They're not as iffy about lesbians as they are about transvestites. I, I, I don't make the rules. And I, I personally I don't care about either one. Um, but I find it just ignorant. Well, to answer your question again, Denise, uh, Trump, believe it or not, has had a big upsurge in gay voters. Black voters that. and Hispanic voters. Well, he's going to break his own record. He's he last election he set records for black and Hispanic voters, and he, and even um, even um, Jewish voters, the highest it had ever been for a Republican. They're going to even be higher this time. Yes, yeah, so they're going to be out, off the roof. No. I don't. Um, how can I say this nicely? I don't. I don't. Um, I got a lot of friends that are, are Democrats. I got a lot of friends that are Republicans. And being in the middle sometimes sucks because they're all bitching at you from both sides. And I'm like, you, look, you both suck. I said, if you'd ever learned how to get along with each other, the damn country wouldn't be half as screwed up as it is now. And if you'd listen to some of us in the center every once in a while, you'd be like, oh, wait, you know what? Just things can be fixed. Um, but no, that's not. That's, that's not what they want to do. No, no. Um, I will later in the show, I will pull up some of the latest polls on uh joe biden but they're they're horrific they're horrific and so i was listening to three different lawyers talk about if trump could lose all of his cases and still be president of the united states because none of them would keep him from being president <laughs> well how would you be a president from jail well well you see that this is how this would work so he would win he'd be in prison while he went while he won and then he'd pardon himself and he'd be in the white house <laughs> I don't think Joe Biden is in the White House, is he? I don't know what Joe Biden's doing. I mean, I, I am confused about some. I told this to Linda earlier today. Um, the military seems to be on the ball right now. Mm -hmm. Well, we know Joe Biden can't be running it then. He, he just can't be. Right. So somebody else has to be running uh, what's going on. Carolyn, I, I don't know. I mean, I frankly, I have no idea who's running the country right now. Some people say it's Obama. Some people say it's Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Biden. Some people have got other people that says it is. Some people have said it's just been different 
uh, people that have been on the White House staff, just different ideas being put together. And they all just kind of agree, and that's what goes out. You ever heard young and dumb? There's a reason why we say that. No, there's a reason why we say that. Because you can be brilliant at 26, but without living, there's just certain things you do not understand. True. You just have to live life to know how some things should work out. Yep. Well, it's like the politically correct thing. So let's all get politically correct. Well, politically correct is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. How are you going to be politically correct? So every time that you have to specialize on someone's rights, you're taking away rights from someone else. Oh, yes, you most certainly are. Uh, So how does that work? And then what happens when white people drop below 48% population in a country, that makes them a minority. So are they going to get affirmative action too? Hmm. Because if not, that would be racism. Right. Mm, It's going to get very icky skicky. So what's going to happen is either they're going to have to give it to them like they do everybody else, or it'll all have to be taken away and that'll be the end of it finally. Once and Uh for all. Uh oh! Uh-oh. Oh, there goes my alarm system. We have, we all. Oh, you're gonna have to pardon. We had company coming and going. Uh, it's the holidays, so <laughs> there'll be there'll be company going. And the and the twees are on alert, my friends. They they have said it is time. I'm going to get Santa this year. I'm going to gnaw Santa's toe off and and give it to Daddy for a present. <laughs> so, how's your Christmas shopping going, Joe? Mm, all that. You know, most of it we got out out of, out of the way early this year. We really did. Uh, been a couple little things we had to go back and hunt, but today we were out, but we were out today for food. Um, you know, just stuff to finish off what we're going to be cooking. What do you, what type of food does your family prepare? Well, on, on Christmas, it varies. This year it's going to be just traditional, but last year it was steaks, the year before it was seafood. And it just, we do one traditional, one non-traditional. Sometimes it's traditional on Thanksgiving. Sometimes it's on Christmas, but we never do two traditionals ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, we, we just, our taste buds are, even though I like turkey, uh, I'd rather, you know, like have a nice, what was that, Chris? No, like a nice stuffed filet or a nice fat ribeye. Yeah. Uh, I don't, no, I don't eat that much potatoes anymore, guys. I eat a lot of vegetables and a lot of other stuff that goes with them, but cause it's bad for me. Mm-hmm. Do you have any traditions that y'all do? Uh, not anymore. Now our family is just. It, it, we're, we're, we, you know, we see each other sometimes, like my son I see all the time, but like the stepkids I only see every now and then, except for my oldest stepdaughter, she's living with us. But the others I see once or twice or three times a year or so. But everybody just gets together and hangs out and chats, because when we were all younger, we used to all hang out quite a lot together. But everybody's got their lives and are all out doing whatever they're doing, and we just hang out. What they do is, um, so they'll rent, they'll rent, like they rented the house across the street from us, uh, mm-hmm. on the catty corner from us. And uh, that's they're going to be doing their eat, their drinking, and all because you're not allowed to have no drinking in my house. So, no bar, no, I'm serious, no drinking in my house. Um, maybe a cocktail, maybe a glass of champagne, but no more than that. Because once you have four or five drinks, somebody's going to get in a fight with somebody. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, no, no alcohol allowed. No, it's been like that for about 25 years. No alcohol allowed. True. It's not that I'm, I'm not anti-alcohol. I drink from time to time, but. I am probably one of the few alcoholics that can actually drink and then stop drinking. It's, um, oh no, I classify myself as an alcoholic. <laughs> oh God, yes. I drink. Oh, it's, it's, it's pretty boy. Hey, can y'all hear me? Yeah, we got yeah. 
All right, I had to. I had to get a Bluetooth speaker so I can hear you guys. Look how happy he is, man. Them aliens must be having fun with Jay down there. Uh, somebody's having fun with Jay, but we're not gonna go there. This is, this is a only an R-rated show. It's man. a pretty good tour of the universe, I gotta say. <laughs> good to see you, uh, buddy. Good to see you guys. Oh man, so what you been up to? I mean, getting ready. You're, you're all Christmas out. What you got going on? Everything's about ready. I have all. All the presents are done. I have to build a. I got like the, the, this wooden thing that you normally you would use it on your house to put numbers for your house, but I'm going to paint it uh, like candy cane color, red and white stripes. Put uh, bathroom robe hooks on there, and then we're going to hang the uh, uh, seven uh, stockings that we have and fill them uh, up with presents. So. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and downstairs, I have I have a batch of shepherd's pie. Uh, Cooling down in the pan. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna try and experiment. One of my friends that's coming over tomorrow is is a vegetarian. <laughs> so Diane bought a whole bunch of vegetables. So I'm gonna try and make a vegetarian shepherd's pie for him. Oh, don't ruin it, dude! Come on. Sean's <laughs> so like, on. don't f it up, man. Oh yeah. man. So dude. yeah, I can't. I'm gonna use butter. I'm gonna use no. I'm not gonna use a beef broth or a chicken broth. So I'm gonna keep it all vegetarian. He's not like oh, a that's horse crap. Vegan man. How about, no, no. We gonna have tofu for the meat? No, I saw. I got like a big, a giant sweet potato. I've got like two, oh. two big rubber band stalks of uh, asparagus. So like a, a, not not big tomatoes, but I think like they call them tomatillos. They're kind of tear shaped tomatoes. Uh, I wish I had some some green peppers, but I don't. But anyway, there are a whole bunch of and some mushrooms. I, I think it'll come out pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm half Italian, so I can't talk. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, mushrooms. You know, you, you can't really go wrong with mushrooms. No, Jackie. No, we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna get to their his approval range. I mean, they're they're sad. I mean, at, at this point, okay, uh, this is me. If I was this president, because uh, he does have my concern name. I would be like, uh, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to let Camilla take over so she can be the first female woman president. And I want to thank y'all for voting for me, but I'm going to go retire now and spend my son Hunter's money. And thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I still think that the record would still stand because she hadn't actually been elected to that office. She got no, she'll office. just be she'll be the first female president, but she won't be the first elected female president. Yeah. So uh, the, the next one is female and elected, it'll be a whole different story. Yeah, because there's some deal with Ford. He broke some record when he became president. I never did figure out what it was. I was like, well, no, he can't be the I think first. He was the first. He was the first president to, I think, become president by impeachment and then won the, the very next election. I, I don't know. The whole thing was yeah. The whole thing was weird to me. No, I was not a Ford fan, guys. I'm sorry. I don't want to hate, but look, I'm not always a Republican. I'm not always a Democrat. I'm just whatever the hell I feel like being at that time. Whatever, whichever party is doing what the beep they beep and should beep and do. Okay, and beep. So why don't um, you go as independent, Joe? Because independents bite. They're wishy washy. Don't never do anything. Just whatever, man. I'm just an independent, man. I'm, I'm get high, man. It oh. also depends on the state you're in. Like, like where we're in the state we're in, uh, Sean. If you, uh, if I wanted to uh, be registered as a libertarian, for example, when I moved up here two years ago, I would not. I could, I could vote in uh, the primaries, but not the presidential election. 
So I, I yep. could vote for who's going to go into the election, but I couldn't vote for the, you know, I couldn't get the final vote. So I'm like, no way. So I had, I picked Republican. And Cali, if you're independent, you can vote everything but Republican. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, I mean, I was talking with uh, John Goodwin about it yesterday. I, I don't know. That doesn't sound fair. I it's mean, not it's more fair. constitutional. <laughs> it, and, and, and I guess no one wants to challenge it. I don't know what, you know, sometimes you wonder about some things that get stuck in the laws for long, so long because no one thinks they can challenge it when they can. And usually when stuff like that is dumb. I mean, really, you should be able to vote for whoever the hell you want to vote for. Oh, I agree. Uh, I mean, they got, they got so many dumb laws on the books still to date. I mean, there's literally, I think it's in Chicago, and I think it came from the, the World's Fair when it was open there, and it's still on the books. It's illegal to put an ice cream cone in your pocket. It's there's, illegal. There's, there's, no, there's lots of dumb laws like that out there. I mean, oh, no, that's this line that, for one, but <laughs> uh, Danny, where are you from, Danny? Oh, you're, oh, you're with Helena Troy, Helena Troy from Vancouver. Uh, you'd be Helen of Vancouver, baby, not Helen of Troy. Uh, or you're Helen who moved to Vancouver. All right, I got you. I got you. Anyway, what you got? <clears throat> oh, no. Okay, look. Uh, Canadian friends, <clears throat> which I have a lot of, I feel for you. We have a complete and utter bleep as president. Yours makes us look like he knows what the bleep he's doing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Trudeau, Mr. Pink Shorts, as I like to call him, um, is, is the worst. I, I, I think he's communist. You know, his daddy was Fiel Castro. I heard that. Oh, no. That. So, so Amelia, if y'all don't know who Amelia is, she's the host of The Outer Realm, The Evil Witch. So she tells me one day, well, first off, Laura Lee tells me, well, you know, he kind of looks like, that's some bullshit. So then I'm telling Amelia, but no, yeah, man, no, no, he looks like, he, let me send you some pictures. I'm like, so I get these pictures, I'm like, son of a bitch. He does. I mean, he looks just like him. So then I start reading about him through the newspapers. Come to find out, she used to go to Cuba and spend weeks down there while her husband was back running Canada. So I think they had an arrangement. He got his booty, she got her booty, and everybody was happy. <laughs> but it does look like. So when you see him as a young man next to Fidel, he looks nothing like his father and looks just like Fidel. And trust me, guys, you can look it up yourself. There are freaking tons of pictures out there. And every time I look at him, I'm like, oh, my God, he's a communist bastard. I knew he had communist blood. Um, Trudeau is the worst. Well, he might not be. All right. We can all say that uh, Mr. North Korea is the worst. But <clears throat> I, 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 can, yeah. I can see to, to moron is the worst. But especially since he said, I will launch nuclear weapons against South Korea and the United States. And I'm thinking, dude, you and I, <laughs> yeah. I so I love the prime minister of Britain said, you do know you will, how do you say it? Anyway, basically it came down to, you do know you won't have a country left, right? Cause we, yeah. you won't have to worry about the U S we will obliterate it before the U S even gets a chance <laughs> to obliterate it. I was like, I was like, no, we probably, we probably got a Los Angeles boomer sub sitting off the coast right now. Anyway, Oh, speaking of that tomahawks over there, <laughs> Speaking of that, the Chinese got a new class sub went out today. Beautiful submarine, by the way. Beautiful sub. So some Chinese fishermen accidentally seen it and sent the pictures in. You know bullshit, because that sub would have sunk them bastards if they didn't want it seen. Uh, that, was, mm -hmm. that, was, that was a photo. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was a photo op for China's new advanced sub. It's badass looking. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't want it to go up. If I was it, I wouldn't want to go up to Wolfpack. But y'all misunderstand. When people tell me, oh, Wolfpack, one little stuff. No, no, no. That's why it's called the pack. 
They're yeah. like killer whales. They hunt in packs. And Operation you're not, three if, they, or more. if they get a sniff of you, you're going to die. It don't matter how good of a sub captain you are, you're going to die. Um, yes. You're yeah, not gonna most get our, most our subs, Joe, can engage their, I don't know about this new Chinese sub, but all of the Russian subs, we can engage them before they even, we even show up as a blip on their well, sonar. So if the, I mean, if the Chinese they can't sub even is hear us before they get shot at. Well, if the Chinese sub is true to all the rest of its ships and its aircraft carrier, they're they're how can I say this nicely? Their standard of excellence is not up to ours. Oh yeah. You know, sometimes the US gets a little ridiculous with redundancy, but China hasn't learned that yet. And China does build crappy products. Um <laughs> No, guys, that's what an aircraft carrier can't get. All kind of shit's going wrong with this, and stuff that simple stuff, stuff that they shouldn't be having problems with. They've and God, you know what it looks like. The Chinese sub looks like a Los Angeles cone. It looks like it does. You see that? Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow! It's uh, even red on the bottom in the in the diagram. (laughs) It's uh, no people. They just they just. It's China's a little bit on provocative side. So now it comes out that. Xi Jinping put his arm around Joe Biden and said, we're going to take Taiwan no matter what. Ooh. Now, I don't know what Joe Biden would have said. He probably said, well, you know, send me $200 million in the jurors is probably what Joe Biden said. Yeah. Now, Donald Trump <laughs> would have said, go ahead and get froggy, big boy, and see what happens. Yeah. When you jump, we're going to blow your ass out of the air. Um, well, right now, people, the United States and Chinese Navy is about equal in size. But you have to remember, it's like Russia. Russia's Navy was always three times, I mean, the Soviet Union was always three times the size of ours. But we never worried about it because our ships were five times better. It's the same thing with the Chinese. Chinese are trying to develop, you know, advanced stuff. But China's been forced lately to admit in certain areas they're further behind than they would like to admit to. And, um, oh, no, we'll talk about that space plan in a few minutes. But uh, right now, China is playing catch up with the United States. And because we have such a long way to go. Yeah. But we have Joe Biden in office, so it's allowing them to catch up a lot faster. See, someone like Trump or Nikki Haley or or DeSantis or even that guy Kennedy would push the military a lot harder, a lot faster, and uh, we would develop things much faster. Now, we have been developing a lot of new things lately. I've been hearing – but every time I hear something new from us, I hear something new from China. Russia, unfortunately, seems to be falling behind uh, in major ways. But – and then China came out and said that Russia is going to have a new offensive, and this may be the end of the war. And um, Lesginsky said that, oh, we know what it is, and we're just going to kill more Russians. <laughs> I was like, and this SOB. Okay, people. Now, it's one thing when your country gets invaded and you fight to take your territory back. But now, and I told people this was going to happen. I said he's been knocking out um, – Triple A, triple A, any aircraft things, uh, guns along the places and missile places, and tracking stations in deep into Russia. Now he's got them. I think they said up to fifteen miles inside of Russia, and since the Ukraine borders Russia the way it does, that's a good distance inside. Well, they mm-hmm. started sending UAVs in and blowing shit up. Yes, you know, it's, UAVs are just remote vehicles carrying a lot of explosive. Now they're flying them in because Russia can't see them anymore. And uh, and they're probably flying around 500 feet, so they can't even get them on any regular radar around the area, and they're just blowing shit up. Yeah, UAV is unmanned aerial vehicle. So usually, I don't usually remote controlled. Yeah, yeah, usually remote controlled. So I don't I don't know, guys. It's 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 a bad thing right now. And with and I guarantee you, though, you watch. I will bet you money the day Trump, if Trump wins and he takes office, the day he takes office, we won't hear from Kim Jong Un no more. <laughs> 
and I'll bet you within a few months, we'll be hearing uh, talks of peace coming from the Putin camp. Yep. I wow. wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised at all. Really? Start hearing, oh, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Putin's afraid of him. Yeah, <laughs> because Trump may go ahead and say, you know what? I'm tired of this war. Yep. Let's just go ahead and deploy some serious American uh, war uh, power along the border and say we, we have just decided to make the Ukraine a protectorate. And uh, what are they going to do? Start a war? What is it? They get their asses kicked. Uh, we're not going to get them back primary. And they would just, and then they would, uh, shit. And something America needs to start doing, and not just for us, but for the world. When we take a territory now, we just need to keep it. We don't, we yeah. don't need to be mean we'll to anybody. Say, look, it's yours, but you're going to be part of the United States. Now you can run it, you know, but it, and you can have your elections and freedoms and all. But you're going to now be a state or, or a territory of the United States. No more. Because if we would have held from what we had after World War II, which was almost two-thirds of the world, and kept the stuff we've taken in recent years, uh, we would have control of 80% of the planet. Screw Russia. Screw China. We, we'd have uh, half of China. We would have at least uh, the, the better half of the northern half of uh, South America. Uh, we would have probably Canada. Um there, there was a there were a lot of places where we had bases and stuff. If we if we had kept all that we were on after Shit, most we, of Europe would have been ours. Half yeah. of Europe would be ours. Yeah, France, yeah. France, Spain, yeah, uh, Italy. They would all all be of ours. Italy. Yeah, all of Italy. The whole. whole so I mean, the, <laughs> so the point being is, you know, it would be a different world today. And instead of there being an EU, these people would be joining the United States. Which yeah, is what, how they should be doing? NAU, the North American Union. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, they could change it to the, the Terran Union, for that matter. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But they, they really need to start doing this because if not, this, this bullshit that's going on is going to keep just repeating itself. I, I'm old now, and I've watched this repeat so many times, and I don't want my kids and grandkids and great, you know, because sooner or later, sooner or later, it's going to keep repeating until somebody drops a singularity bomb and it's over with. What's yeah. that, Mark? You went to singularity bomb? <laughs> Black hole bomb. <laughs> that's what it is. Well, you know, you see, y'all are just assuming nukes, but, you know, in two decades and five decades and ten decades, somebody might come up with one of these. We may have some of those things that were in Star Wars, like those gravity bombs that, mm -hmm. that they make some such a wave that they'll break uh, asteroids into millions of pieces. Oh, I can't wait to. Put one of those off outside of our this planet. Is, this is, like, way out of my league, guys. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we're geeking out a little. <laughs> no, we're going back to the news now. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. I just, I just, I wanted to bring this story up, and I lost it all together. It's um, wait, where in the hell did that come from? And sometimes my computer just wants me to read what it wants me to read, not what I want to <laughs> read. I'm like, look, computer, that's not what I want. So uh, what it was, minus three Russian bombers, Ukraine set another deadly missile ambush and shot down the trio. Shot down. Three Russian bombers. Oh shit! You got to be kidding me, man. You, you got to be kidding me. I, I don't that, even know what to is think. Is that Reuters? Is that Reuters? That was uh, who is that from? Let's go back and see. Where was I? I lost the damn page now. Hold on. I know it's on. I know it's on one of these. This. It's not on this one. It's not on this one. It's not on this one. Where the hell is it? Well, it was on one of these pages. I was just on. Uh, sooner or later, I'll run back across it. <laughs> I don't know what I did with it. We need to get Joe another computer so he can keep all the news stories. Nah, I, got, I, got, I got so many pages open right now because I'm, I'm going through stories while I'm talking to y'all. And some of them are on uh, Edge and some of them are on Google. So it gets a little oh, weird yeah. <coughs> when I'm uh, crisscrossing between them. Now, let's see. What's this one? Biden, Obama. We don't care about that. No. 
Russian and U.S. headed for major escalation. Yeah, if y'all leave stupid Biden in office, we work. There's going to be one. You can you can you can change two of those names in there and say that Israel Hamas are up for an escalation, or Israel Hamas in America, or but all of this situation is not good. Uh, China's top secret space plane is releasing sing- signals over North America. Uh oh, we might we might start taking a dim view of that shit. It's, well, just uh, give that to Elon Musk to take care of that. Don't get him started, man. Elon's like you know. He's, he's insane with his stuff lately. No, people, Elon's got it. I don't know. He's he's just just one of the guys that's really got his stuff together. He's your God. You know it. He's your God. I love him. He's not my God, but I love him. He's my man crush. If he was a girl, I'd be like, Elon, marry me, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hmm. South Korea, military ready as Kim Young threatens nuclear uh, counterattack. Counterattack or what? Is South, is, is South Korea invading? <laughs> well, I'm confused about that. He said counterattack. I mean, did South Korea invade New York? Did, did I miss something along the way? But uh, who does he think he's going to win against? Who's I he, I mean, come on. He can't beat them. Uh, Russia's central bank boss has issued a warning that country's wartime economy is at risk. Whatever. We try, Russia's in so much financial shit, it's not even funny. Um Europe decided to finally listen to Trump altogether, and uh, <laughs> and and anyway, he's and they keeping the oil at sixty dollars a barrel, so Russia can't get more than sixty dollars a barrel for its oil. Uh, it should actually be lower than that, but but then if if for some reason the world supply drops to that, then theirs has to drop to forty dollars a barrel. Uh, they're torturing the hell out of Russia uh, when Russia yeah. was getting a hundred dollars a barrel before. Uh, that's a significant amount of money. Uh, 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 Donald Trump warns Americans are of undercover spies being sent by the FBI. Okay, I wouldn't doubt that. Uh, uh, I wouldn't doubt that at well, all. Yeah, we don't found out how many there've been, so why would it be different? Uh, I mean, we we know how many how many what how much the FBI went and talked to how many social media groups? Many. Now, White House I- unveils strict hydrogen regulations and victory for. Environmentalist, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sean. What were you saying? No, are the IRS still allowed to carry guns? The agents, probably, <clears throat> probably. I don't know why they wouldn't be. Yeah, I haven't. Well, I haven't never heard that it was repealed. Uh, okay. I don't. I don't know why they need one, but I'm sure they have. Uh, I'm sure they have their damn reasons why. Well, I mean, some people you could probably, you know, like, but that would be. That's what we have the FBI for, and people like Elliot Ness. We don't. I mean, well, I don't know. Uh, this well, thing, I mean, as, long, as long as they're you know every six months qualified on their weapon and they they you know if they fail they get the weapon taken away. It's, that's what most police departments how they run it. If, if yeah. they do that, I'm fine with it. Hey, real quick, real quick, Vince Wilfork, the double glasses are killer. You're giving me glimpses of Dog the Bunny Hammer. Been listening to you guys. Keep it up, pals. <laughs> <clears throat> So, <clears throat> yeah, I keep trying to lose my voice tonight. Um, so why would the White House put strict regulations on hydrogen? I thought hydrogen was good for the environment. It says, and this so, is I mean, a victory for environmentalists. This is so batteries in the, in electric cars. <laughs> it's... I, I would think electric cars were more worse for the environment than hydrogen. 
Well, like I said, people. some of the, some of those hybrids that have the hydrogen <clears throat> cell batteries, they they're I don't know if they're any worse, but mm-hmm. we've talked about before how most electric cars their their carbon footprint is bigger than a gasoline car. Yeah. Well, hydrogen seems like I mean I know a lot of people you know banging hydrogen the whole time because it doesn't there's no pollution from it. Uh, it's easy to make hydrogen. You know, I mean, you're pulling it from water. It's not a big thing. You can set up a hydrogen station anywhere. And I remember watching those videos when I was a kid in the 1920s and 1930s when there was big protests all across the United States because nobody wanted the gas station on their corner because they're going to blow yeah. up and kill each other. But, of course, that never did happen. And it's the same thing with hydrogen. There'll be safety systems so it doesn't happen because everybody's like, there'll be a hydrogen bomb on my corner. So, no, that's not exactly how that's going to work. Yeah, and, uh, <clears throat> people are scared about that kind of stuff mm. because they they watch Hollywood and you, you see a gas yeah. station explode and it takes out you know, like an entire city block. Now there's a gas station not a hundred yards from my front door, and if it were to explode, it would probably knock out all my windows. Might get the roof caught on fire from you know debris flying over here. But they bury those tanks so far under so much concrete that it, it's likely not going to destroy the entire city when it explodes. Yeah. If it explodes. Yeah, and then they are buried pretty deep. I mean, they're, they're down there enough that... They're like, they're like 20, 30 feet down. Uh, a few years ago, they redid one of the sheets that was on my way to work. And I, literally, I, I drove by it in the morning. I, I got like a breakfast sandwich. I went to work. I came back the next day just in time to see a giant uh, like crane arm go whoosh and knock the, knock the building down. And then over the few weeks, they, they dug out the old tanks for the gas station and they and they cleaned up all the dirt. They put in new fill dirt and... Uh, yeah, some kind of like really thick, like uh, almost canvas, but I'm sure it was thicker than that. Canvas, like liner, like a pool liner, and they were 30 feet deep when they put the actual tanks in there. It was amazing to watch. No, oh, this poor guy, Russian commander, has been fired after crashed a prize Panzer missile system into a railroad rail a railway bridge in Saint Petersburg. Wait, Panzer isn't that a German tank? Yes, oh, I'm, probably, I'm probably saying it wrong. It's more like Panzer, actually. It's P A N T S I R. Uh, so I was saying the same thing, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a World War II. They're, they're using World War II technology. Oh, <laughs> no wonder they're losing. <laughs> I mean, that, but I mean, come on, was your commander high or something? <laughs> you, you know, that with after the after the perestroika, all you know, almost all of those. Uh, High-end generals and, and uh, officials of the government—they got in good with the with the mil- with the mafia. So I wouldn't be surprised if half of them are high on drugs right now. Mm. Oh, Russian troops calling uh, drone jammers bullshit. More and more Russian vehicles have drone jammers. Ukraine's drones blow them up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Russia's just having a bad time with this they're, war, they're, man. They're not—they're not doing well. <laughs> But you know, this is this is a good thing for Russia to do if they decide to get into a big war. This way, they can they can get their shits and bad things fixed or something. I don't know. What I think is also funny is uh, is if I'm not mistaken, when we talked about this several months ago, Ukraine mm-hmm. is getting their drones from Iran or Iraq, one of those two countries. <laughs> I think it's Iran. I think it's it's Iran. one of those two. And you're talking, you know, a, a first world country getting its technology from a third world country and beating the crap out of another first world country. I think it's amazing. It's funny as hell. I know it is. <clears throat> it's like the three stooges. It really is. <laughs> so I was confused by something today. So Japan is selling uh, Patriot missiles to the United States to give to the Ukraine. No, wait. Isn't the Patriot <laughs> missile system our system? We built those in the, they were the big thing in the 70s. Every TV show, 
grab that that stock footage of the polar and, and, and I know, <clears throat> and, I, and I know we've we've updated them. Well, I know we've updated them a hundred times yeah. since because of Israel wars. Well, and, I'm sure we have stuff <clears> that makes <throat> them obsolete too. I mean, the tomahawk, the tomahawk can go either yeah. vertically through a torpedo tube or straight through or horizontal through a tube or vertical through a a, a missile launch tube. I mean, think about that launching a something the size of a of a uh, Polaris out of a torpedo tube. Ah, uh, I've seen them. I've seen them. <laughs> I, I'm seeing them. We, we had some really, we had some really, really cool naval weapons in the '80s and '90s. Like, yes, the, we did. The Sea Lance was very cool. The harpoons were even cooler. But we had the we had the uh, Mark Forty Eight torpedoes, and then somewhere in the in the '80s, they they had the AGCAP where they they didn't double the. The uh, speed of it—they only raised the speed like two or three knots, but they doubled the range of it, so <laughs> it could go twice as far away from the sub once it was launched. Damn! They weren't stupid either; they were smart devices. We were real quick story. We were—I was stationed in Holy Lock, and we were loading missiles on onto a submarine, right? And what happened was on the crane, the cable break broke. Okay. And it fell back down into the silo. And, <laughs> oh, my God, they banned us from going on. You know, they were um, telling us not to go on shore until about two weeks later. Our captain kept us on board. It's a true story. And then they came back begging for us to come back on shore. Yeah. But that, that was scary as hell. Yeah, I'll bet that made a loud noise. That yeah, did. Scared the shit out of everybody. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you get that weird shit happen sometimes. Is that Clara? Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen some weird stuff happen on calories. Uh, I've actually seen some weird stuff happen on calories that, um, well, frankly, I'm surprised anybody survived the shit. Did you see Christ brings a sword? He says Zuckerberg is building a $260 million bunker in Hawaii and has all his workers under non-disclosure agreements. Well, I don't doubt that. In Hawaii, it's floating on the ocean. You don't have far down to go. I mean, <laughs> you go down 20 feet and you're hitting ocean. <laughs> it's, um, never well, heard of that. I never heard of that. Well, I'm sure a lot of them have underground bunkers. I mean, you know, I'm sure Elon Musk does and Elon Musk got underground tunnels and shit. Now he's got stuff in space. Elon Elon is going to be one of the ones that survive when whatever hits the fan comes. But mm -hmm. it's um, yes, Denise, I love Elon. Yes, <laughs> even though even though he's probably an evil bastard, I still love him. <laughs> that's that, that's your man man crush. That's my man crush. <laughs> yes, Elon, big boy, come to daddy. I got something for you. <laughs> what is that, Carolyn? No, really, he's 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 Elon, man. I mean, how? How can you go wrong with Elon? I mean, come on. He's wealthy and funny and rich and more wealthy and more wealthy and shit. And more wealthy. I don't even know what to think about that. No. <laughs> he, he, shit. You mean pay off my bills? He, it'd be That would be like chump change for him paying off my bills. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, that's all you owe, man. Here, here. Here's, here's some extra. That'd be like. Giving you a five dollar bill, brother. For him, it would be, yeah. I mean, because it would be like he'd be like, "Whoa, okay, that was that's that's nothing." No, guys. I mean, what do you mean? How much? I, owe? I probably owe. Um, I don't know. With the house and the cars and bills, ah, four or five hundred, somewhere up in that area. 
It's uh, if you know, if you had the station, that's different. But if I'm talking about personal stuff. Four or five, yeah, that, that would be nothing for him. No. Actually, actually, I wasn't that far in debt until COVID came along. Yes, COVID, COVID cost me a lot of money. On almost everybody. Mm, yeah, COVID cost me a lot of money. Yeah, it did. Uh, it did. Actually, I, I will look them up in just a second, Jennifer. Hold on, give me a second. It's um. Oh yeah, I did like the one NASA. NASA keeps posting these. NASA might have found a new habitable planet. Oh damn, NASA! That just made me so hot. Oh yes, baby. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it looks pretty. It looks pretty cool. It does. It does look so. You know, uh, James James Webb basically. In case you haven't noticed, the James Webb Telescope pretty much broke cosmetology and physics and several other things because. It's changed the way we look at the universe and maybe how even the universe was formed. Uh, we're learning things that really challenges the Big Bang Theory immensely. Um, it's really not holding up anymore. So they're looking for other ways and other theories. But it also, when it's beaming out into space, it also runs itself through uh, planets' atmospheres and stuff like that. So it can a lot of times it can tell what chemical makeups are in it. So when it finds certain types of chemical makeup, then it really, really thinks there could be life there. Just because they find water and, and oxygen or water and atmosphere and heat, they don't always think there's life there. They just These things are something, I forgot what they call them, but uh, it, it actually helps them to know that there's life on the planet. Now, they, there's a few of them now that they really think there's going to be life there, no matter what we, what we say now, there's definitely going to be life there of some kind. Yeah, they were saying something about um, Europa recently. I forget what they said, but... Um... It was one of the. It might have been one of the. It might have been uh, Europa. It, it might have been uh, Enceladus. What's the other? Yeah, Enceladus. Uh, that that's one, the one. One of those two, but they said they had detected one of the building block amino acids. Yeah, that that was Enceladus. It, I, I just read the article again the other day. Was and, Enceladus? Okay. Yeah, it was Enceladus, and um, that that was the article that came out, and they said, but then when they landed that probe on the, on was it which one was it? I can't remember if it was the one around Saturn or if it was the one around Jupiter. Uh, it landed and they saw something under the ice. That's Europa. Yeah, so they're, they're still a little, you know. So there's a couple of times that NASA seen things or, or had things up close at, or close encounters, not like what we consider alien close encounters, but a different type of alien close encounter. Yeah. It's, um, they're, they're, NASA's finally, finally going, okay, you know what? There's other things in space besides us. Um, yeah, and, it, and it, I've known it for years, and I don't know why other people aren't like amazed by it. But the bulk of the scientific community, including NASA, are ninety nine percent certain that Venus has life because yeah. the atmosphere is rich with car with carbon uh, monoxide. In the upper uh, atmosphere, they've been talking about it for I don't know three decades now. Yeah, greenhouse gases, but they're from a biological, not mechanical source. So it has if it was from a mechanical source, it would be even more amazing. You know, well, oh my god, they have gasoline machines down there. Who's down yeah, there? But they, they um, sure there's life there. Yeah, well, they found a big chunk of the uh, certain parts of the atmosphere in Venus is almost just like Earth's. So it, it freaked them out, and then they noticed because of certain type concentrates of oxygen and other uh, other things in the atmosphere they realize that there must be some type of life. Now I've seen all kind of like balloon pictures of like balloon things floating around in the sky and shit like that. And, uh, you know, things that look like with balloons with little tentacles on them. I mean, they've showed all kind of stuff, but no one really knows, but they really do think it's there. So it's no more that, Oh, we don't think it's there. We just don't know what it looks like. And that's, that's the difference now. 
you know, we, we haven't figured out what it looks like, but we do think it's actually there, which is uh, actually kind of nice to know that they're actually getting intelligent again. Yeah, yeah we're, not, we're not alone, even in our own solar system, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. and this, this, this so why have, <laughs> why have we not gone and go try to land on Venus? Oh, no, we can't land on Venus. <laughs> you can't. The, uh, the pressure. Well, first of all, what did we say? Was it the Viking one and two? Uh, both yeah. met with uh, unusual circumstances and uh, utter failure. And yeah. I think the I think the first one was the only one that really sent any clear pictures. And uh, one of the pictures that was actually broadcast out it shows like the shadow of something else behind it, possibly another ship that had crushed it. Uh, but we can't go into the atmosphere. We don't have devices to. Uh, well, maybe if we had control of a, a UFO spacecraft from, say, uh, Roswell, we could do it. But our craft would crush if we went into the atmosphere. It's just too dense. Yeah, it is, and and the surface temperature is somewhere around nine hundred degrees Fahrenheit. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's very uh, close to the sun. <laughs> it's 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 one of those things. Um, what was that, Jeannie? You know, hold on. Let's see. We got some polls up. So let's check out some poll numbers. Well, we we're supposed to be playing a song right now, but hold on. We'll, we'll pull up some polling numbers. Now, what's funny is, is you can look at uh, the last election's polling numbers, and you can look at these. Uh, see, this is national. Uh, according to who are we on? 270, which is very, very liberal. National poll has Trump up by three points. But then he's eight points ahead in Iowa. Uh, he's only six points behind in uh, New Hampshire. He's, uh, ooh, he's up in Pennsylvania. See, last time in Pennsylvania, he was 12 points behind. Uh, now he's up a couple of points there. He's, he's 16 points in Texas. He's uh, eight points in Arizona. He's seven points in Georgia. He's five points in Michigan. He's three points. Illinois? What was that? Illinois. Illinois, let's see if I can find Illinois. Where is it at? Da, 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 Indiana. Kansas, Idaho. <laughs> Where the hell is that? Where's the hell is Illinois? I, I guess they just toss them to. Oh, there it is. So Illinois, he is uh he is what is that, thirty-four or six, and he's nine points behind in Illinois. Okay. I'd be surprised to find out where they took these polls, particularly in Pennsylvania. I'll bet they didn't get those polls in the five Democratic cities that like tanked the election for us the last election. Mm. Yeah. Well, what what do we got, Jay? We got Allegheny County, and then we got Philadelphia, right? Uh, the five that, that flipped the, the vote from uh, Oz to what's-his-face and just lost the uh, lost the senatorship was um, uh, York, um, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, and Erie. Oh, those five cities. They were, the, they were the only blue parts of the whole state. Everything else, all the counties voted red in those five cities. Oh, they're big cities. I mean, Pittsburgh's huge. You're up there. Yeah. Um, those five cities were enough to overwhelm the other 70-some counties. There's 72 counties in this state, and five of them won the election. Five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, it happens sometimes, though. That's gross. It shouldn't happen like that. Uh, 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 Melinda, yeah. Now, I just brought up um, Real Clear Politics, so we're going to go over their polls in just a minute. So right now on, on Real, Clear Poli Real, Real Clear Politics, which is definitely a liberal site, uh, currently – Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. I'm going to tell you where they're pulling from. 
So this is Gallup. This is a Gallup poll. Joe, Joe Biden's approval rating on Gallup is 39%. That's what his approval rating is. Disapproval mm-hmm. rating is 59%. That's pretty huh. bad. Uh, this is Rasmutin uh, reports approved 46, disapproved 53. I don't, I, Ras, I'm kind of surprised that you would see 46 anywhere right now because um, the current polls, because remember, these are a couple of days behind. Um, I, I would, I would, I would really challenge anything, you know, that high up, anything above 40%, I, I would actually challenge. Uh, let's see here. Trump versus DeSantis or Nikki Haley. He kills both of them. Uh, we don't, we don't really care about any of that. Well, no, we don't care right now because Trump's the front runner uh, by far. Uh, general election, Yahoo News. Hmm. Now, Yahoo used to be a very, a very independent place. They're very liberal now, but Yahoo News has Trump and Biden tied. Hmm. Hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know, people. Do y'all believe that? Nope, not at all. Not uh, for a second, but I, I, I knew I'm, they're both going to be the front runners for the election. So it doesn't surprise me that people are fudging numbers to make it look good for one 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 guy or the other. Yeah, so and then uh, the best way to be neutral is to make them both even. <laughs> so Yahoo News has to admit that Joe Biden's current approval rating is thirty seven percent. But yet somehow up there he's tied with Trump. You got to wonder about that. And then down here, it says uh, generic congressional vote: uh, Republicans forty-two, Democrats forty-three. Hmm, I'm having an issue with that, but we'll just let that slide. It's not that important. <laughs> uh, well, it's not at the moment. It's it's really not at the moment. So uh, the Iowa poll coming up: Iowa, Trump's forty-eight. He's uh, ten points ahead of, of uh, Trump, Biden. It's um, but they give you a lot of other stuff, people. So I'm I'm not I'm not giving y'all the independent. So to help y'all, so you've got uh, New Hampshire Trump versus Biden versus Kennedy. Uh, so Biden's got forty nine, Trump's got forty, Kennedy's got eight. But you see, they're not taking that's right. So it's more like Trump's got forty five and Biden's got forty three. Because the eight that Kennedy's pulling is going to come from the Democratic side. It's not going to come from the Republican side. And right now they're pulling it from the Republican side. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's BS. Yeah. Quinnipiac says that Biden is one point ahead of Trump. Uh, but in a general election with, with Trump, Biden, and Kennedy, Trump still loses by two points. Biden, 38, and Kennedy, 22. So they're trying to say that Kennedy is going to take – remember, ladies and gentlemen, Kennedy's a Democrat who went independent. He's not a Republican. Republicans are not going to vote for this guy. Yeah, so you're just seeing bullshit. Uh, so any self-respecting polls, you'll see when they have the three together, Biden's always way, way, way down because Kennedy's pulling so many votes. But you know, we also have to realize that none of these guys have been in a debate yet. And I'm yeah. fairly certain that he, even though he's a little more abrasive and he, he does piss people off just by opening his mouth, Trump's going to trash Biden in, in, oh, in yeah. debates. He's going to kill him. Wait a minute, but they wouldn't let him debate him last year. So the last time, how are they going to stop him from 
not debating Trump again. They're going to have no choice. Biden's still going to be so low in the polls come closer to election time. He's going to have to talk. <laughs> and, it, and that's going to that's going to crush. He he's not going to keep his his position by being silent like he was in the last election. He's going to have to talk. See, uh, every poll you look at's got Biden's approval rating somewhere between 34 and 38 percent. But yet somehow or another, he's tying Trump. Mm. That's just bullshit. Yeah, it is. But when you go when you go to like the, the polls that came out today, Trump's just trashing him everywhere you go. See, <clears throat> this, this is put in perfect because I pulled up from polls today. So, so CNNBC. Trump's 48, Biden's 42. NBC, Trump's 44, Biden's 40. Morning Consulted, Trump's 44, Biden's 42. Mm-hmm. So when you start looking, they're there. They just, they're just trying to, yeah, like this is a college. Oh, they're tied. Uh, okay. Here they, they, go. They've been like that for the last several months. They've Boy, both been no. floating around the, you know, in the 40s, 38, 40, 41, 44, up and yeah. down. So, so you got to I mean, love this one. changes. So this is Mahullenberg, uh, Trump's 41, Biden's 42. Uh, DeSantis is 39, Biden's 41. Nikki Haley is 38, and Biden's 33. <clears throat> Damn. Wow. I know. Damn. That's what I said. Nikki put an ass whooping on him. New York well, Times. I, I mean, you, you could put Biden up against a pet rock for president, and the pet rock's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, uh, he's got York- that much charisma. New York Times has a, um, a Biden's approval rating at 38. CNBC has him at 35. NBC has him at 36. Monmouth has him at 36. Uh, what is this? Oh, congressional job approval rating. What do you think that is? 41. What do you think? Give me, give me, who, give me, give me. 38. 38. 16. Whoa. 16. 16 Whoa. disapprove 78 percent. Holy wait, shit. how do you get an approval rating of 16 and a disapproval of 70? Whatever, should yeah, be 78. Like, shouldn't it be 84? They uh, <clears throat> average they got some uh, they got some uh, you know, holdouts or something, but holy crap, or some yes, no, maybe answers in there. I don't know why, huh? No, I don't care. My voice been off all night for some reason. Um. Okay, here we go. It's the Monmouth poll. Do you think we're on the right track? 20% said, yes, we're on the right track. 70% said, hell no, we are not on the right yeah, track. Right track for what? Oblivion? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Ross Mutin, 30% say right, 65% say wrong. Um, man, Trump's ahead in all of the swing states. Fox News, Trump 50, Biden 40. German election, Fox News, Trump 41, Biden 37, Kennedy 14. See, that's how that's going to play out just like that, too. Uh, Fox News, general election, DeSantis versus Biden 47, 47. Again, Nikki Haley 49, Biden 43. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, here we go. Fox congressional approval job rating nineteen percent, seventy-seven disapprove. Mm-hmm. General election versus uh, Biden, Trump versus Biden, Trump fifty-four, Biden forty-eight. Harvard, Trump forty-four, Biden, and say again. Uh, <clears throat> so they added Kennedy in. 
Trump 44, Biden 30, <coughs> Kennedy 20. Wow. <clears throat> Boy, so Kennedy's actually putting the screws to the Democratic Party, right? He is, and that's why he left them, because he wanted to run against uh, Trump, I mean, against Biden, and the party gave him so much shit, he left and became an independent. And now <clears throat> he's going to be the spoiler, just like Ross Perot. He's going to be the spoiler. And um, he's going to come in. And if you notice those other very liberal, liberal polls are trying to say he was going to spoil Trump, but he's not. He's going to spoil Biden. He's a he's a Democrat. So. Did anybody, does anybody know who he got for vice president Trump? Mm-hmm. Oh no, not yet. He, they, 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 no, they won't. They won't pick that for a while until he wins a nomination. He won't pick a vice president. Yeah, he'll he'll decide who vice president's going to be when he be, decides. You know, run when he, when he wins. Once uh, they officially decide to back him, then they're going to have yeah. to partner him with somebody. Well, don't he have the choice, Jay? Who he? I, wins? I don't think you have to go with what the party gives you. I don't think I don't think he chose Pence. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's got some say in what's going to happen, but he's only got some say. Um, yeah. So they, they got to both kind of agree on who's it, who's it going to be. I, I, I think I think it should be a separate election. You you'd sep, you you'd separate the two offices. You're not voting for a president and a vice president. You're voting for a president, and then the next takedown. Oh, be I because I, I think it should be that way because you never know if uh, the VP might end up being the other party. And if you want to keep a truly bipartisan government have random bipartisan offices you could have a democratic president and a libertarian vice president and a you know a democratic state of secretary of state boom that'd be kind of like uh scrambled I mean, they probably wouldn't get any, anything more done than they're doing now but it it it, it rests the control from some of the uh, randomness that's out there you know, so if we if we're having <clears throat> if we're having a bad economy, we usually associate that with the Democrats. So you have a Democratic uh, president and a re- Republican vice president, and the Democratic president is, is fouling up the, the the economy, making things expensive. You impeach him, you get him out, boom! In comes the Republican vice president. The economy turns around. I, I just think it would be better for the country if we had that separation where you vote for the president and then you vote for a vice president. I thought that's how it was way back. It was a lot. I mean, I remember when they were, you know, counting uh, votes for both offices, and I mean, way back in the seventies. But and I don't know when it changed. You know, I, when you were a kid, you don't really care about politics. But I do recall seeing though that some of those elections where they they had separate office elections. Oh yeah, um, I, did, I did not know that. Yes. Um, so another set of polls, five thirty-eight. So. Pretty much the very first set of polls kind of kind of went Biden's way, the very liberal groups. The second set of polls, which was also liberal groups, actually went Trump's way. Now, 538 says a lot of these we're going to be talking about are liberals are very liberal. Some are, are conservative, though. So anyway, uh, McLellan Associates, uh, Biden 34, Trump 36. He's ahead, of course. Uh, followed on the same day, redone with Harris, Trump 49, Harris 42. Uh Biden versus Trump, uh, Trump 47, Biden 44. And here we go. This is uh, YouGov, the economists on YouGov, have them tied. Um, YouGov, Yahoo News, 
has Trump 44. Now, remember, we were just looking at Yahoo News on the other page, which was, I think, a day behind this one. And uh, Biden was ahead. So it's gotten so bad that even Yahoo News can't lie and say he's ahead anymore. They have to come out and say, no, he's not. Um, So, okay, Yahoo News. So we've got... uh, yeah, no, we got Trump 41 and um, mm-hmm. no, start with that. So Whitmer versus Trump, Trump kills him. Newsom versus Trump, Trump kills him. Biden versus Haley is a tie. Biden versus Trump, Trump kills him. Biden versus Trump, Trump kills him. Uh, Biden versus Trump, Trump kills him. Biden versus Trump and Quinnipiac. One of Quinnipiac's Trump's ahead. I mean, Biden's ahead. Wow, look at that. Uh, here we go again. Uh WPAA intelligent polls, Biden versus Trump. Trump kills him. Trump's tied. Trump kills him. Trump kills him. Trump, uh, larger uh, Canadian press. Trump's losing. Uh, I'm just saying. (laughs) Echelon Insights, Trump's winning. Uh, Echelon Insights, Haley's winning. DeSantis is winning. Trump's winning. Haley's winning. This is Harvard. Haley's winning. DeSantis is winning. Trump's murderizing him. Uh, Trump's murderizing him even more. Harvard, remember, Harvard's one of the most liberal schools you can get in, and they simply have Trump just blowing uh, Biden out of the war. They don't even think it's going to be close. What, are, what even, are the odds makers in Vegas saying? Because they, they, they have, I, I think they have a 100% accuracy rate on predicting the yeah, They have been for a long time, and uh, I, I haven't heard anything about anything. I don't think they've put it out yet. Uh, morning consult. I think they're waiting to see if Trump's going to go to jail. Morning consultant has Trump ahead. New York Times. Okay, now here we go. Biden is up by two points in the New York Times. Oh, wait. Here's the New York Times the very next day. Up. Oh, Trump's ahead by two points. Wow. So that's a, so a four-point flip-flop in one day. Wow. And it's not surprising. Most of those polls have a plus or minus failure rate of at least four points. So, But when, <laughs> but when you see... When you see the New York Times or Harvard putting Trump ahead, it means it's far worse than that because they're fudging the polls. Got to remember, almost everybody taking these polls that we just talked about are Democrats, and they have they have Trump ahead. That means a lot of these Democrats are planning on voting for Trump. Um, and even Newsom, everywhere they have Newsom, Trump's beaten Newsom by usually about seven points, uh, and it's not something Newsom can make up. Nowhere. Uh, where they have DeSantis and Newsom, DeSantis is up like 12 points. Uh, but I think Haley's doing a little fair and a little better than uh, DeSantis is. They're, they're real close, but uh, I wouldn't rule her out. She'd make a good VP, too. Why is that, Joe? Because she's smart. She's fast. She served as, what, a governor and as an ambassador. Uh, and so, you know, she actually knows what the hell she's doing. She's not Man, just some... She's not Kamala Harris, who's never served in politics before. She was Kamala was a uh, Kamala. I mean, uh, what's her name? Harris. She was a um, what was she? State district attorney, wasn't she? Something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. And she never. It, but if you if you've run a state and uh, interacted in the international community in, in a official capacity, that that's a lot more. Um, that's a lot more on the job experience for being a president than. Oh yeah. Anyone that's in the office now has. To be also, and also look at it like this: uh, with her dealing with international, she's probably well respected in other uh, countries. Yeah. So let's see. 
what 270 says is a toss-up. Now, when I seen this yesterday, um, or day before yesterday, there was no toss-up states. Today, they've got Nevada, Arizona, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, and Georgia. They're saying those states will be what decides who's going to be president of the United States. Well, wasn't that the last in 2020, dude? Uh, pretty states. much, well, kind of. There were some other states in there too, but so Michigan's going to vote blue, which I'm surprised because it looks like a light blue. Virginia, I ain't 100. percent New Hampshire and Virginia, and even Maine, I'm not 100 percent sure. And people forget in New York, Trump pulled 42 percent of the vote last time. Yeah, uh, and New Yorkers are disgusted with people right now. So, see, that's why I would think. With all this stuff going on in Chicago, that Illinois would be more under Trump. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see what goes on. It's uh, Nevada is, and and they're counting on New Mexico, but I don't know if New Mexico is going to go. Uh, they might go red, and and Washington should go red just because of how much crap they've had in their state. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jesus, how how stupid can you be? Hmm. Uh, well, people, you got you got all the little upper states uh, where Pennsylvania is the bottom of, is probably the anchor state, but um, you've got what uh, Maine and Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, DC. Yeah, those are all blue. Yeah, yeah Maryland is huge blue. It was it, when they were, the, the governor Hogan when he was elected. He had he was the first. Republican governor in it was either sixty five or eighty five years. Hmm. Think about that sixty five hmm. years minimum that there was no Republican control in that state. So right now they're saying that the electoral college is Democrats two forty one, Republicans two thirty five. Um, so one needs thirty five, one needs twenty nine. It's, it's going to be an interesting battle. Mm-hmm. What is that, Johnny? What do you mean? The number of states? So each state should just get one vote, and, and then the Republicans would win every time. Yeah, I think they usually have like 27 or 28 states vote for them. Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert Dr. Heath Havey. Season 1 relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. Hmm. Uh, Twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-two, four, twenty-five. Yeah, right now it's twenty-five, twenty-five. So that would be a tie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, 
Uh, uh, there's certain states like Nevada. Last time Nevada went blue, but I don't know. Nevada's going to probably go red this time. New Mexico could go red this time. And if Colorado don't stop, stop pissing off its citizens, they're going to go red. Uh, I heard that they that the Republican Party in Colorado is going to pull out. What's that mean, Joe? I, I don't know, but I mean, they, there's going to be a big lawsuit of what's going on right now because this is simply politics. This has nothing to do. There's no the problem for Colorado is, and this is how they get themselves in trouble. Is when it comes right down to it, there's no insurrection. You can't use Article 14 unless there's been an insurrection, and there hasn't been. And everybody keeps forgetting, but Congress cleared Trump of insurrection. And the June 6th committee never even one time accused him of it. Never brought any charges against him, never brought him on trial, never did anything. Because they couldn't find anything to connect him with it. And then currently the D.C. cases, all how many of there are, none of these D.C. cases have anything to do with um, no. So even if he's found guilty in all of the ones in D.C., None of them are insurrection. So therefore, there is nothing um, they can do about it. And how about Georgia, dude? Uh-huh. I don't know what's going on in Georgia. They, they're kind of tight-lipped in Georgia. It's, uh, we'll have to wait and see what goes on in Georgia. And uh, Georgia's typically a red state, though, yeah? Well, Georgia's got Atlanta is what the problem is. Yeah, and the, the same thing happened with the last election. Atlanta and a few other large cities, maybe only one or two, uh, I think, tanked the election for them, and it, they turned blue. But what the what these these pollsters aren't taking in consideration, first off, is how many black votes Trump pulled last time, but how many he's going to pull this time. I mean, you've got activists in in Georgia out there picketing for him. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's it's going to be tough. Well, you can't ever believe the maps. This this other map says, well, this was the last election map, 303 to, two, to 235. Well, we'll see. But I would think, I don't think they're going to get Georgia this time. I, I think they're going to get Colorado, but I think they're going to yeah, lose, I, lose the other three states. I I'm think, not even I sure if they're going to get Virginia. Red. I think it's going to go back red. Yeah. You might even so see especially me- after this fiasco with the gas. I'm, I'm sure yeah. that's going to go back. And you might even see because Wisconsin voted for Trump last time around. So a lot of these states that were blue last time were red time before last. So we'll, we'll see. It's all we can do. But I'm telling you, none of these people want Joe Biden back. No, God, so I hope it, not. Jeez. It's going and, and and if they do, that makes them responsible for the countries. Yeah, people are already on their ass. People because the country's in bad shape. Well, no. Okay, well, that's not true. Let me, let me let me rephrase that. So, if you're in the quarter million, say two hundred thousand dollars a year or more club, then this is a good economy for you. Uh, <laughs> this is this economy is good for you. You don't notice the inflation because it's not, you know, a rise of that much. Doesn't really hit your pocketbook like it does people under a hundred thousand a year. Um, those people, you know, paying three or four times it because it's not you paying three times for one product. Every product you buy. It's three times what it was uh, just two years ago. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, for a family who's making, say, $65,000 a year, it hasn't got a raise because everything went up this much. Uh, so if, if you got to pay three times for everything, then your salary should go from sixty-five to 195000 a year. Yeah. And that's how should, it should work, should but be, it, it doesn't. A, there should be a, 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 a bell curve increase of, of rate of pay for increase of living. 
uh, some, some of the best examples I can give for economy. My mom told us stories when she was a kid, uh, you know, in the forties that, uh, her, my grandmother, her mother would give her and my aunt, my, my, my sister, my mom's older sister, a quarter. They would use this quarter and they would get on a bus and go into downtown Wilmington, Delaware. They would go to a movie and buy a soda and a popcorn to share. Then they would, the movies out, they would go across the street to the grocery store, get a loaf of bread and a, whatever knickknacks my nanny told them to get. They would get back on the bus. They would take them back out of downtown back home and they would have to return change from this quarter, this 25 cent piece, after buying bread and eggs and Coke and popcorn and a movie ticket and, a, and two bus rides, 25 cents. In the 80s, when I was a kid, gasoline was 89 cents a, a gallon. Uh, I could go to McDonald's and, and with $4.20, get a Big Mac and a large fries and a large Coke. Do that today. You One person goes and gets a Big Mac, a large fry, and a large Coke, you're spending 20 bucks. And that's only 30 <clears throat> years, 40 years ago. So, you know what? I'm, I'm confused about that because um, – so we'll, we'll we'll be working and the guy's like, we're going we're gonna to Mickey D's for lunch. I'm like, yeah, yeah, because I'm not a big Mickey D's fan. I used to be a general manager from way back when I was young. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I'm kind of burnt out on their food for life. So but anyway, they go to lunch, so they got the app. So if you go up to the counter and you order – uh, and you'll say you order just one meal, you're looking at 15, 16, 17, whatever it's at right now. But if you go to the damn app, it's like nine. What? It's, wow. it's, 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 it's almost, sometimes it's more than half. Um, and the more you use it, the cheaper it gets. I mean, they give you stuff like my son's always telling me he gets 29 cents Big Macs or 25 cents quarter, quarter pound. Yeah. I'm like, what? So free they fries, get, free, they have free fries, uh, really cheap nuggets and stuff like that. So I, I was like, really? Okay. Don't ask me, people. Um, I'm not a big, like I said, I'm not a big fan of McDonald's. I'm, I'm, I'm most fast food. I'm not a big fan. If I got to be honest with you, I'm, I just, I, I prefer real food. That's all. What do you mean, ja- Chinese versus Japanese? What are you talking about? You're talking about Chinese versus Japanese food. Mm, we'll have to talk about that on another show. I like yeah. both. I like both, so it doesn't matter to me. Mm. Anyway, getting back to where we were. First off, you know, Russia with this big new plan they've got to push in. China's over there talking about how Russia's going to do this and, and Russia's going to do that. China's sneaking ships and submarines around and spy planes and space planes in the sky. And it, it cracks me up because the U.S. news is all in an uproar because China's got a space secret space plane up there doing all kind of stuff. And, and how many times does space planes go up? And stay up for two and three years. Did people forget that that we've had space planes in orbit for two and three years doing God knows what? Hmm. That we can't hear the Chinese bitch because none of us is watching Chinese television. Well, I guess you might see it on TikTok, but I doubt it. Hmm. Well, you know what? That Australian news channel. You hear a lot of stuff from China and uh, Korea and Russia. Yeah, because they're, they're closer to the the action than we are. Well. Remember, people, we live we live in the new world. We, we live on the other side of the planet for most everybody. The America's Pact is the Americas. It's it's North America, South America, North Central and South America. Uh, for most of the countries here, there's a pact, um, you know, about trading and fighting and stuff like that. And, and even even part of the Polynesian Islands are in in, in that pact as well. Yeah. So it's a little bit different than it is in say Africa or uh, Asia. It's just a, plus. 
there's so many people living over there. Somebody said, oh, there's more people in New World. I said, I think you're wrong. I said, just China and India make up almost $3 billion. I said, yeah. I, I'm thinking there may be more people in the old world than the new world. Uh, well, we'd have to do a thing, but I mean, America's only got 400 million people in it. Yeah, I mean, and, and when you China. have two countries that, that make up, what, one half of the planet? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You know, um, that's a lot. You mean the Americas? I doubt there's more, maybe two and a half billion people live in the Americas. The rest live on the other side of the planet. Yes. Asia and places I, I, like I'd that. Say for, I'd say for the Americas, we at least have more arable, livable land and oh, less yeah. desert. You, you look at Africa, even even uh, Russia. They're not they're not riddled with you know sand deserts, but they got you know the the steppes of the north in Siberia. It's all unusable land. It's frozen solid. Well, well, it, it, well, Remy, that's true. If the permafrost melts, that'll all become usable land. But mm-hmm. uh, but still, you know what's locked up in that permafrost before it starts to melt? I mean, we're talking carbon, all kinds of other things. What is with the stupid camera tonight? There, there is, uh, a, and just recently, probably just before COVID, a few years before COVID, uh, one of one of the steps, uh, like uh, permafrost areas melted, and they found a herd of mastodons that were flash frozen. Uh, some of them still chewing food. All of them with some sort of food and some sort of digestive uh, process in their stomachs. Um, and so flash frozen that they're selling steaks. You can go to restaurants in this area and get mastodon steaks because it's huh. still fresh and edible. Wow. Yeah. I did not that's, know that. That, just, that, blew my, that blew my mind when I read that story. And it's like, like I said, 2020, 20, that's 19, 2019, somewhere just not far ago. Hmm. People are eating mastodon steaks. I don't know if I want to eat a mastodon steak. I don't, I don't know if that's. I, I tried emu, and I'd, I'd be willing to give. Hey, hey, worst thing is it tastes like crap, and you spit uh, it out. But the experience is done. Yeah, or it tastes pretty good. And eat the whole damn thing. Two hundred dollars well, I mean, steak, dude. Come on. Well, I mean, think about as a as a as a as a planetary thing. Uh, you know, it wiped out an entire species, but that species now that they're even though they're dead can provide us with food that's that i think that's a, a phenomenal scientific you know discovery mm, uh christopher you're talking about japanese beef that stuff's expensive uh, i don't i don't beef, the way you beef yes yeah, the way you beef and, and i've eaten it on several occasions uh when i'm out in la that's uh where we're staying most of the hotels we stay at that's what they serve they don't serve uh, angus they serve it and i gotta say i'm not finding it no, to be um I'm just so for me it's different. I, I, I'm I'm raised in a deep south. We have black Angus. Uh, you know we have grain fed black Angus. It's not grass fed. It's grain fed. The meat is really tender. It's really delicious. Yes. And um, so the first time I ate, wait, I was kind of a little disappointed. I expected more. I guess uh, maybe there wasn't enough fat in the particular beef I was eating or something. But I just because I know out in Cali they sell the way you fat so you can cook stuff in it to make it taste like that. But for me, I just I just didn't find that raw flavor that I was looking for in a steak. Well, no, Gene, I don't. I'm not a big. I'm not a salt. And, for a lot of times, for me, a steak is just salt and pepper. I'm not a big. Let's base the steak in five different flavors. Uh, I, yeah. I do sometimes, but for me, most of the time, I just 
If it's a good steak, it doesn't need Three anything. Three things but go salt. on your steak: a little salt, a little pepper, and a pat of butter. And some butter. That's, that's, that's you that's only a put steak. a one steak sauce on your steak if you burnt the crap out of it. That's right. Yeah, I was at a I was at a high end restaurant. I mean, I was like fourteen. I wasn't even that. I was eleven. And a guy said, "Do you want steak sauce for your steak?" I said, "Only if it's a horrible steak." And it to do this. <laughs> The dude just looked at me. I said, I was raised on, you know, you eat the steak for the steak. What's like a good Here, Here's a horrible story for you. I, I, I was in Savannah going with Stella College, and this new premier steakhouse, Johnny Harris Steakhouse, opened up. So my friends and I decided we'd give it a try. And I'm a big filet mignon guy. So we get there, and I see filet mignon on the menu. It's a, it's a 10 ounce medallion, which isn't too huge, but there was enough sides on it that it was a solid meal. So I order that, and I, and I go for medium rare, which is usually very, very pink and bloody. So the girl takes my, my order, brings our food about 15 minutes later, and brings me this hockey puck that's like, I mean, literally, like, I mean, not even six ounces in diameter, burnt to a crisp. Oh, I mean, oh. utterly, like, I mean, I wouldn't even eat bacon that was that cooked. <laughs> that's how bad it was. And so I'm kind of pissed about that. Then I asked the waitress, I'm like, where's my sauce Bernays? She's like, you're who? And down south, they don't ask what they ask. You're who? My sauce, Bernays. It's a dipping sauce. It's supposed to come with traditional filet mignon. She's like, well, let me go ask the, 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 the cook. She comes back like five minutes later and says, well, he suggests ketchup. I said, that's okay. Thank you. I ate that burnt hockey puck piece of crap, and I'm, we never, ever went back. Nah, I mean, you better give back. me a new steak, man. Oh, my Bullshit. God. Yeah. I've been like, excuse oh. me, buddy. It, it shoe leather would have been better. <laughs> uh, what do you mean, Matt? No, we we got, we got a bunch of stories we're crossing. We're just kind of chit chatting, but um, you're talking. What do you mean, my favorite steak? Probably going to be a ribeye. Mine's a truck guy. You know, I, I um, well, mm. I like the ribeye for two reasons. One, it makes a good steak, but of course, it's your prime rib, and um. Yeah, you ribeye's your prime rib, Doofus. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's no, so yes, it so, is. so when it's yes. this big, it's a ribeye steak. When it's this big, it's prime rib. <laughs> I'm, hey, I didn't make the rules, people. I'm just telling you. I I, I'll tell you, prime rib's a good thing, man. Uh, if you don't believe you, me, he does it for a living, dude. If you've never tried on. emu, there was there was a uh, there was <laughs> a wine tasting in Savannah that my my boss was running, and this the the restaurant is. It, that, I don't know the name of the restaurant, but the DeSoto Hilton was the, ho the hotel we were in. And the chef from the restaurant of the hotel had several dishes. He had three dishes of venison, like a, like two stews and like, uh, like a, like a barbecue kind of thing, like a pulled pork kind of thing. And then he had this thing that he did like a, like a roast, a prime rib, a prime rib that was emu. And it's emu. He told me was the only bird that has red meat. So, you know, before I had tried that, I was over at the chart house table and eating their prime rib left and right because I love prime rib. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, let me have a piece of that. So he gives me a piece of this prime rib emu. I go over to the chart house table and I grab one of their rolls and horseradish sauce. It was the best meat I had ever tasted. I mean, it literally like melted in my mouth like it was a piece of butter. It was that good. Why no fat have, at all. Why in the hell do you everybody think it's a prime rib? It's just a... <laughs> Rib, it's not prime. <laughs> but cow, that's its name gonna, is prime rib. Right now, here's the deal: a cow is a cow is a cow is a yeah. cow. 
But there it's are like different grades of meat on that animal. Whole horse crap, dude. I see it all, and it comes in. The only thing that's disgusting is that shit that they feed grass-fed stuff. That's nasty. That is gross. And you can tell the difference in the texture on the steak. Grass-fed beef is nasty. I, there, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I, tried, I tried with one of my recipes. I have this recipe for, for spaghetti bolognese, and the bolognese sauces traditionally in Italy is uh, beef, veal, and then Italian sausage. And that sausage is either of a pork or a lamb. Uh, so over here, and I, I, I don't really care for sausage, so I decided to use veal, beef, and uh, uh, lamb, just ground lamb. And one, one of the times I did that, I, I bought a one pound, it's a little square thing they have at the special deli at the meats counter. It was uh, it was grass-fed beef. It wasn't bison or, or Angus, it was just regular cow, but grass-fed. And it did not taste the same. It, did, it does it, not. It had a different flavor, the whole yeah, spaghetti sauce nasty. had a different flavor. It's yeah. nasty as hell. Um, it, yep. it, tasted, it tasted grassy and gamey, kind of, like I had hunted the animal myself. Uh, uh, actually, uh, Chrissy, uh, anyway, we're going to get back to some regular articles, but I got to say, uh, my partner one day tells me, um, somebody was out selling Omaha steaks. He goes, Let's, and we were making buku money. And he goes, he said, let's just buy a couple of cases and give them to friends and stuff like that. I said, man, I don't know. I said, you know, there's lots of places to go down here and buy steak wholesale. Because, I mean, we live in a deep south and a freaking steak everywhere. And I'm like, no, it's just good look. He said, no, no, no. He said, these guys are out hustling. So, I don't know. We bought like five cases. I think it's like back then it was like $200 a case, which was cheap. Today it's probably more like a grand. And uh, so, I went home, popped open a case, pulled out some New York strips, pulled out some ribeyes, pulled out some filets, uh, put them on a counter, let them thaw out. And I aged him a little bit, threw him in a pan, started cooking. It's like, man, steak, what? Took one bite. I'm not shitting you. One bite, I gave away every steak I had. Every steak I had. Yeah. That nasty grain, that tastes like sage steak. That shit was just nasty. Uh, people look, when they tell you, you know, a lot of times when they tell you, oh, it's it's all natural bullshit. You don't want all natural when it comes no, to No, you don't. No, no. You don't, you don't, you don't want, you want your beef, you know, grain fed, the good grains, uh, the sweet grains, you get good tender meat you know well no cows only run meat's only tough if they take an old old cow or they for some reason they get a lot of exercise but most of the cows down here just roam around from pasture yeah. to pasture they're not getting no exercise they're just run around that's about all they do i, I will tell you if this we were though, back in the indian times with the with those hordes and hordes of buffalo they were running you know thousands of miles a a, a, a year they ran all over. They, they weren't uh, passive animals like we think cows are. So I'd imagine that meat would be very tough. It would buffalo, very, you know, very, very lean. Very well, lean. nowadays, because they're, they're not in the same amount. But the, think about the way the Indians described the, 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 um, the, the uh, what do you call a group of cows, herds of cow, the way they ran across the, the steps in the, in the country, that must have been a really tough meat. Uh, you know, I, I mean, buffalo a few times. I didn't, I didn't find it to be all that tough, but I mean, it's, uh, of course, this is buffalo probably raised in some pasture somewhere. Yeah, it's not, uh, we're not talking 20 year old wild running Johnny, around. Johnny. So, no, actually, Johnny, so, you know, I asked this question yesterday. How, how are they going to celebrate Christmas in Jerusalem this year with the war going on in Bethlehem and stuff like that? Uh, what, what was going to go on? Is there going to be extra security laid in? I noticed today that uh, the Israelis were blowing up Hezbollah. Um, I mean, Hamas tunnels all over the place. Oh, yeah, they're blowing up shit all over the place. Mm -hmm. So 
So Hezbollah is getting involved now. Hezbollah is out there making the ships run around the point in the Red Sea so they don't get blown up or captured, uh, which is going to cost more people more money, also going to starve the Yemens out. But So Joe Biden, by the way, these son of a bitches have attacked two U.S. warships. Now, yeah, granted, yeah, yeah. yeah, so so these so these are these are Hezbollah who's out there attacking U.S. warships and attacking other ships and and uh, you know, you know, stealing ships, pirating stuff. So everybody's changing the way they they do their ships to get away from them. Well, these are Israeli, I'm not sorry, Iranian backed uh, terrorists. So Joe Biden don't want to go kill them because it's. I want like so. I said, "What we should do is kill them." And we find out Iran was backing them. We should kill Iran. Iran needs to be handled the same way Iraq was. Uh, in the end, Iraq, Iran needs to go the same way as Iraq did. Uh, it needs to be taken out, the terrorists hunted down and killed, and put back into a democracy and not what it is today. And you know what's funny about it? Their their lower societies want to be a democracy. They're tired of the Ayatollah telling them what to do. Oh, you'll you'll die, you know, you women. That's just that's so two hundred thousand years ago. I'm sorry, right. uh, six thousand well, years ago. They, those those terrorists that they they blew up all those ancient historic sites. I mean, information that wasn't fully uh, translated yet is completely destroyed. We'll never get that back. You know, mm-hmm. who knows what kind of they could have they could have destroyed a, a cure for cancer. Yeah, I know that's true. Yeah, uh, Jesse, I don't know yeah. if Japanese women still walk two steps behind their men. I, I don't. I don't think that's no, true anymore. No, I, think, no, I think they've been no. kind of Americanized now, yep. or Westernized might be a better way of saying it. But uh, no, I know I know quite a few Japanese people, and, and uh, I find oh, them interesting. Well, you know what's funny to me is um, I, I got several Japanese friends, and they're compared to Chinese, they're very snotty about Chinese people. Oh, yes, they are. They don't like Chinese people. They cracks me up sometimes. Well, they don't all not like them, but some of them are okay with them. Centuries. But but now there's a big influx of Chinese moving in Japan because they want out of China. Not just China. They're going going (laughs) going a lot of other places, but there's a big influx. And uh, they're bringing a lot of money into Japan, which is helping their economy, but the Japanese are still having a little problem with them. Now, not not to sound like a pig or anything, but (laughs) aren't they come from the same descendants? I mean, they, really, aren't they coming from the same descendants in the end? Yeah, if you look at it through a genetic window, they come from the exact same haplogroup as they say in the uh, what's the uh, the the World Genome Project. Yeah, they're from the same. And so, in Japan, there's an island this big. China lives on a you know a chunk of land the size of America. I'm kind of thinking. <laughs> well, do, do you want to know why? Do you want to know why the Japanese have such a have such a big head and arrogance against the Chinese? For centuries, the Chinese were trying to uh, attack Japan with their ships. But every time they did, they, they launched their ships at the same time as the monsoon season always occurred. They never learned their lesson. I don't know how many times, but throughout history, you, there's thousands of years probably of this, maybe 100 years. Their ships go to attack Japan and get destroyed before they get there. And and Japan was able to see witness this several times, seeing their their ships getting destroyed just before they get to their shores. And th- so they think they're protected by the gods. That, that's that was what given them the, the huge arrogance. Uh, Filipino. Um, no, we, we're a very international show. We got personally myself and the show and the network and, and all the hosts have lots of friends all around the planet. So we, we cross a lot of boundaries when we talk. 
Yep. Well, I, I mean, we've already talked about the Ukrainian war and how Zelensky is trying to get himself killed by pushing deeper into Russian territory. Instead of worrying about the stuff he's gotten back and making sure Crimea and all of them are controlled again, he's more interested in inflicting damage inside of Russia. The problem with yeah. that strategy is if you start killing civilians, you're going to start getting on, on Putin's side. Right now, they're not really on Putin's side. Uh, no. How's my... Uh, for some reason, I'm having problems with the cam tonight. I understand. But no, you can't just keep doing it because soon, and you know, we're all making fun of Russia and saying, oh, look at Russia getting their ass kicked. And they really are. But in the end, Russia does have a big military hidden somewhere. Um, yeah, they've been building it for a while. We do know along the Polish border and some of the other borders in NATO countries, they've got quite a lot of troops uh, there. So, quite a lot of troops, quite a lot of tanks, quite a lot of jets. So I'm not exactly sure why he's handling this war the way he is. I guess he doesn't want to leave his flank vulnerable by moving so much of that stuff to uh, the Ukraine. What's that, Carol? He could use a tactical nuke on Kiev. Hmm. What would do that for the world? Hmm. I don't know how the world would respond to, to use of a tactical nuke. Um, if, if he said, if he went on television and said, hey, look, I'm going to flatten Kiev, uh, leave, or die. It might, whoops, it might be a little bit different. But uh, if he just launched a nuke and flattened the city with everybody living in it, there would be retaliation. Oh, yes, there would be retaliation. Probably from Britain and the United States right off the bat. Mm. Well, I'm still wanting to know where the Nazis are. Yeah. You keep uh, talking about that. You know, um, I mean, this all started because he says there's a bunch of Nazis. I mean, did they go land on the moon again? I mean, what the hell's going on here? Hey, um, Joe, I got to run, buddy. All right, get on out of here and behave yourself. Uh, we'll thanks do. for hanging Everybody, out. Everybody, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas, Sean. Stay out of uh, trouble, Sean. We'll <laughs> no, no, no. Get into as much trouble as you can. Yeah, that's Christmas true. is already here, so it's just started. It's a whole new ball game now. Get into as much trouble as you Pete? possibly can. <laughs> what, what do you mean, Good Stephanie? Night. No, I'm gonna be making fudge night, later tonight. Good night, guys. Good yeah, night. I'm Good gonna night. be making fudge and stuffed mushroom jest. Vanilla chocolate and stuffed mushroom jest. I like to cook. I'm a that sounds good. I'm, I'm making uh, shepherd's pie right now. <laughs> it's uh, cooling in the stove. Chrissy, no, nah, Chrissy. Well, we got to we got to play a song, and then we're going to be back. But uh, there's a lot going on. I mean, but we 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 pretty much crossed the Ukrainian, and we've been through a lot of polls tonight. We're probably about an hour's worth of polls. Yeah. And um, <laughs> well, basically, to to before we go to this song, to put it in a nutshell, Biden's losing his balls. I mean, yeah. uh, he's in he's in trouble. Newsom's in trouble. Uh, the Democrats are just in trouble, and they're not just in trouble for the presidency. It's looking like they may we could see the Senate flip, um, mm. and keep the House. So, you, you know, if you get Donald Trump as president and he has the House and the Senate, holy crap! Uh, Just think about all that we could get accomplished. Yes. Well, people, I mean, it's time we need change. We need the country needs change. But I'm gonna tell you what I want to see. I want to see a leader who unites, not a not a divider. I want to see a united. I haven't seen anybody. The last two presidents that really did a good job uniting the country was Ronald Reagan and Bill Clinton. And I voted for. Uh, and but and then not not so recently, uh, um, Lincoln. 
Yes. I mean, let's face it, you know, Washington is oriented. Actually, actually, George Bush, baby Bush, actually is considered a uniter because he, uh, all of his votes for the first four years were like 90% and on his favor. But that's because one, the Russians had one of our planes and we were about to go blow them off the face of the planet. And two, somebody blew up the Twin Towers and pissed off the whole country. Uh, mm-hmm. People forget before the towers went, America was more angry than they are right now. I mean, we were on a verge of a serious, maybe not a complete revolution, but at least a break. Um, or, or perhaps at least a, an internal civil war. Yeah, we, we were just to the point where, you know, there's enough bullshit. And we're, we're getting close to that now, but but that's the problem. It always seems like something happens before we reach that point. Yeah. No, we were pissed. And then, boom, somebody kills 4,000 Americans. And we're like, really? Oh, yeah. F Wait you, a minute. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and then the whole country's on the same page. It didn't matter what skin color you were, what sex you were. Everybody was on the same page. And our, and our page was kill as many Arabs as we could kill. Yeah, I said Arabs because Americans are stupid and didn't know who exactly we were killing. Right. <laughs> we were just killing people in the Middle East. They didn't know, man. They're like, yeah, kill, kill all the Middle East. Just, just blow them all up. Um, right. And at the end of it all, who, who did we wind up killing? Game. We had to actually go into Pakistan and kill a bunch of Pakistani people guarding an asshole that came out of uh, uh, Saudi Arabia. Well, guys, I mean, it's 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 unfortunate sometimes. It's it's like Obama with his his. He killed. I think it was the first set of uh, cruise missiles. His first four years, he killed something like thirty seven, thirty eight thousand people, and a bunch of them were women and children. And in his second thing, it was like twenty seven, twenty six or twenty seven thousand people. A bunch of them were women and children. He flew more Saudis than any president before him, except for a World War Two president. And even more, even more ironic and worse than that is he—he he actually promised. I watched all of his videos before the, the election. He promised that he was going to stop the war that we were already in, and would not escalate anything that we had going on. And what was the first thing he did when he got in there? Is he escalated the war we were in and started another one? Yes, but he did. He did eventually. <laughs> end, he did eventually end the Iraq war. So that, that he gets kudos for that. But he, he didn't do anything. Well, he did the exact opposite of what he said he was going to not oh, yeah. do. He well, and then he got the Nobel Peace Prize. Either, he, how, how do you get to, you got two wars going and you get the Nobel Peace Prize? I'm like, what? Yeah. I- <laughs> so so Nobel means go kill somebody. That's how you get the Peace Prize? I, I don't know. Because hey, you he was can't the first have black peace president. without war. They just should have said, look, we're giving it to you because you're the first black president. They shouldn't have even made any bullshit pretense yeah, of what it, he was getting it for. It was That's a participation trophy. Here, you're not a, you're not the last winner. You're, uh, you're, you know. Jimmy, no, there has been no proof of any Nazis anywhere in the Ukraine yet. Look, I, I read every day about it. I know not from the Russians or the Ukrainians. I haven't heard anything about Nazis. Every time yeah. I hear Nazis, it's about Nazis on the moon or some shit. Working yeah. for NASA and stuff. The, the, the last place I heard of the, the Nazis were alive on the planet was, was Operation uh, uh, High Jump when they went down to uh, Antarctica and had the last battle of World War II. Mark, I'm pretty and sure Oppenheimer was, was a German. Huh? Robert Oppenheimer's American. Oh, was he? Uh, oh, wait, wait, who? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I know Einstein was definitely a German. But Warren uh, von Braun was German. He was actually a, a uh, war von Braun. Von Braun was the shit, man. We'd have never got to the moon without Von Braun. We wouldn't have, um, but well, we would eventually. But it wouldn't not as fast. Uh, but well, you know, well, the, the things that they, the, the things that we allowed those guys to get away with, doesn't really outweigh that huge step. Well, no. So, 
if if y'all go, uh, what is it, the Manhattan Manhattan Project, you go look at all the people that were on it. More than half of them were World War II German scientists that America stole or made deals with and brought to America. And also a good bunch of them were Jewish as well, which is that yes. they saw they saw the writing on the wall. Most of them got out of Germany, you know, before they were killed. Well, Jimmy, they could have been the ones that they, those German scientists were probably working at Roswell when the Roswell crash happened. Yeah. But, um, allegedly, Warner Von Braun was brought in on, on that in 1948 mm-hmm. or 52, something like that. Yeah. Um, Michael, I never met Von Braun. I don't. I, I think he passed before or he was just too old to do interviews with. But I did meet, uh, I did meet his uh, secretary, Secretary Carolyn Rosen. And uh, I've done several interviews with her, yes. Well, if you can keep her on the Von Braun thing, she's really fun to talk to, and she's got a lot of information. But she's very other into other things, so you got to be careful. She'll take you on the rabbit hole or through the rabbit hole if you're not paying attention. No, I like her, but I'm just saying, know what you're going to talk about with her before you get in a conversation with her. Yes, it, you'd be much better off. Um, again, with the Nazis, I, 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 have not, I haven't seen any Nazis. Where in he Japan? Died okay, okay. Look, first off, I don't even think Japan's gonna put up with Nazis. I, I just don't think they would put up with them. I think there'd be some Harry Carey and some Nazis somewhere. I, I, just don't, I, I think, don't yeah, think. I think they learned their lesson the first. Yes, I, 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 don't, I don't, I don't think there'll be no Nazis anywhere in, in Japan, South America, Argentina, especially. That's different. Yeah, the Argentinian uh, government was very friendly in in the old. There's days. there's extreme evidence pointing to the fact that. Um, most of Hitler's inner circle and himself, Hitler, were on Argentinian soil at one point and probably died there. Well, no, Argentina never made any any qualms about, hey, they're here. No, they haven't. They never did. Um, and we didn't have extradition with them, so there's really not much we could do until. And remember this America did not have the right to German uh, uh, war criminals as Europe did, or the Jews did. Remember, we, we were just liberating camps when we got there. I mean, uh, you know, we, we did fight them, but we weren't, I mean, we were fighting the Japanese and we were using a lot of our allies to fight the Germans. Um, even Russia came in from the other side after the Nazis turned on, on Russia, which I'm still kind of confused about. Yeah, during the war, most of our assets were focused on the Pacific theater because it, it was such a much vaster uh, area um, that we, we couldn't concentrate and put half and half. We couldn't put the troops in Europe that we had at the end of the war. Once once we knocked the, Japan out of the war, it wasn't, it, you know. Uh, Chris, if you want, you, I mean, you can get on the uh, UFO Paranormal Radio or the uh, Gods, Aliens, and Extraterrestrials and Gods, Extraterrestrials. and No, yeah, you can, either one of them. YouTube Oh, you mean you want to watch this on TV? Roku. It's all you got to have is Roku television. Uh, I think they're supposed to set up Prime next week, but or I'm sorry, Fire Stick. I keep saying Prime, but it's actually Fire Stick. It's Fire Stick, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's going to be uh, Roku. We're on Roku now. Right now, I think I can actually tell you we have uh, 41,000 people watching us on Roku right now. Wow. So, and the cool thing yeah. is, if you do have a Roku and a Prime account, you can watch Prime through your Roku. Yeah, you can. And, uh, well, we just want to have as much much TV areas as we can get across to. I mean, we're starting. I mean, when we started Roku, we had one one viewer. 
And then we had yeah, five. Yeah, it was probably me. <laughs> and, and, or my girlfriend, Diane. Yeah, so now we actually got viewers. Yes. Wait, you want me to take my glasses off here? There you go. Why you want my glasses off? There you go. Well, I don't have to read anything right now, so it doesn't matter. But um, personally, I, I don't I – don't, the world needs to calm down. So this is weird for me. So we started talking about the holidays six months out and got a lot of the holiday stuff done. And I noticed that, you know, everybody's been antsy, not just in this country, but in a lot of countries, people are just kind of antsy and cranky and pissy in general because we got wars going on. The economies are bad, not just here, but everywhere else. And so it makes people cranky. And so cranky people bumping into cranky people, you know, sparks fly, things happen. Uh, but I noticed in the last week or so, that everybody seemed to be getting all Christmas. Now I'm talking about the Christmas country. Seemed to be getting all Christmas up. I started seeing far more decorations going up, more people in jolly, happy kind of moods. You know, eating peppermint this, pumpkin that. You know, just just in general and just the holiday festive mood. And in the last two days, it's really, really increased greatly, uh, which is really nice. So I'll probably be out next night or two out looking at Christmas decorations in one of the big neighborhoods. But it's just nice to see people. Uh, you know, really all of a sudden kick in because for a while there, I thought it was going to be one of those shitty Christmases where everybody's cranky and, uh, you mean the weather? I think it's actually going to be raining Christmas day for us. Yes. Uh, but Hey, it's Christmas and we'll all have a good time. My house is nice and warm. Mm -hmm. Well, when the family's over, my house is big enough for now, but, but when the family's here, it's in, it's way too small. Yes. No, I'm not buying anything bigger. No. You want to give me something that's different? I ain't buying nothing. As else. you get older, you downsize. Downsize. And, uh, Once the kids are gone, the house gets smaller. <laughs> what was that? What was that, Rini? My hair is longer than yours. Yeah, well, thank you for that. Um, yes, but we do. Yeah, we do. Believe it or not, I had hair down to almost my butt in college. Um, what was that, Chris? No, 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 no. We got. We got. <laughs> I was about to morons tonight. Uh, we got a couple of, I still got a couple of stories we want to cross before we get out of here tonight, but we still got to, we got to, we got to take a little musical break. That's just how it works on the network. And I think there's going to be one, one commercial promo or something playing and then there'll be a, um, why is it Janine? No, we're playing Christmas music. So it'll be a Christmas song that plays. Yay. Yes. Um, well, we've been, we've been playing two or three. rocking around the Christmas tree. Uh, we could do that one. It's, it's a good uh, one. It's a good one. It's uh, let me see if it's on there more than I think right now. What's queued up is uh, Lindsey Sterling, Carol of the Bells. It's uh, okay, I am sorry about that. People, I, <laughs> I have no idea who thinks they should be calling me at this time of night oh. while I'm live on the radio. So let's make sure the phone is on mute. It sounded like the old AOL, you've got mail tone. It sounds like, oh my god, <laughs> who is calling me? At, huh? Well, no, my phone's usually not even in the room with me. <laughs> uh, I usually leave it in a different room. Well, because people text me and shit in the show sometimes, and, and, I, and I don't want them to text me on my phone. I want them to text me uh, in on the, the text boxes or on the screen where you, it can be seen. Yes. Hey, with my old uh, computer here, it, I couldn't open up too many windows, so I used to keep my cell phone just so I could you know, do research on the side real quick. But not, this new computer, I don't have to worry about that. You can even, you just see how much more of the room you can see, too. I mean, you can see my weapon wall. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's always nice. Uh, what was that, Carolyn? Um, uh, 
uh, where the economy sitting right now. What, what can you expect in the near future? You know, I've, I've got some friends that will talk a little bit about Bitcoin and uh, what they call node trading and uh, where gold and all how stable things are right now. We'll talk a little bit about it. I don't want to, we don't want to get too much in the economy because we still got some other things we want to talk about as far as uh, our leadership in our country, bills coming up, uh, lawsuits yeah. going on and things like that. Well, yeah. That's something we think coming up. Gas is coming up. Yeah, and uh, well, gas is going down pretty good down here. It's gotten down to two hundred eight. We, and we now were at three thirties the last few months. Now it's up in the three, almost three fifty, three forty five right now for regular, three eighty five for high test, and diesel is Jesus, almost five bucks, four forty nine a gallon. You know, and that's something that bugs the crap out of me. When I was a kid growing up, diesel was like the cheapest thing you could ever buy. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, was, it was dirt cheap. I mean, it was just, just it was just cheap. And now, for some reason, it's three times as much. And so, well, they use it more. I said, no, there's a lot of trucks out there, but they're not burning more diesel than there are gas. And uh, what are you yeah, talking I mean, about? Michael, JP fuels are not diesel. Who told you that? No. They got JP3 and JP4 and JP5 and JP6. And they got jet fuels, which are just for jets. And then they have turboprop fuels, which kind of act like diesel, but they're not diesel by any means. Yeah, it's like 98 proof or 99. Yeah, they're not diesels. Not diesel's quite the hundred octane that, that yeah, planes really need. Yeah, diesels are low flash point, and, and these these are high flash point fuels. Yeah, well, yeah. D- diesels are dirty gasoline. I mean, yeah. they, they they have much bigger fuel filters in the lines. They have to be ch- changed out more frequently. Uh, oftentimes, if you ever driven a diesel, you have to turn the key on and, and wait for the the glow, glow plugs, plugs to heat yeah. up. Yeah, and until they until they're heated up, the car ain't going anywhere. So, you know, those, those movies where they show a guy jumping into a diesel Volkswagen in Europe and starting it up right away and going, no, no, first to get the key on, then another five minutes for those glow plugs to warm up. So <laughs> anyway, girls, we're going to take the girls, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be taking a short break in here in a minute. Uh, you're going to be listening to Lindsay. Uh, no, it's not Lindsay Lohan. Who wrote that crap? You can see it on the screen. What are you talking about? Oh my God. <laughs> Lindsay Sterling. Yeah. Yeah. But England. anyway, a couple of promos <laughs> in the song, then we'll be back. So everybody behave themselves. And uh, we'll. Tune in to UFO Undercover Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern with your host, Joe Montaldo right here on the Paranormal Radio Network. Looking for stories that are fresh and new? Dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, cyberpunk, alternate history, and more. They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future Anthology from 24 award-winning authors and illustrators, plus art and writing tips and bonus stories. L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. Buy your copy at galaxypress.com, Amazon, or wherever books are sold.
Looking for something new in dark fantasy, humor, space exploration, time travel, alternative history? They're in the L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. That's ludicrous, but I got you. Hang on. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 159 stories in full color illustrations plus 34 articles with writings and art tips. Get the UPR and discount, $125 for the entire box set. That's a $60 savings for that beautiful box set. L. Ron Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. Go to uprntalkradio.com, click on the link, and place your order. Well, isn't that nice? People get out there and buy the damn thing. Actually, that is that set right there behind me. You have a hard time seeing it, but it's right here because I got so much stuff in front of it. Let's move the mic up. There you go. And there it is. Don't pay attention to Bob. Bob will bite you if you stare at him too hard. But uh, that is all 10 books. That is book 30 through book 39. There are 158 stories. There's some beautiful artwork. Uh, some of Well, these are anthologies. Uh, to who just asked me, yes, these are anthologies. So each book has 12 to 14 stories in it, plus a bunch of artwork, and that's a lot of good stuff. Hundreds and of illustrations. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's PG-13. There is no heavy cursing, no heavy sex, no blood, no guts. The stories are always fun. These are all top winners. A lot of these artists go on to be um, – Actually, a lot of these have gone on to be millionaires. Some of these guys have actually worked with Dune and stuff. I mean, uh, they, they've got a lot of credits. And you got to remember the judges here. You have Tim Powers who wrote uh, A Stranger Tide. If y'all don't know what A Stranger Tide is, that is the Caribbean movies, all of them. Yes. He wrote it. took him forever to get credit for what he did, too. They stole it, and he, but he finally got it. Uh, one, one of the winners was Kevin J. Anderson, and yes. he partnered with the son of – Frank Herbert, Brian Herbert, and wrote the prequels to Dune, which were yep. very, very good. Yes. It is involved in the current Dune as well. So, um, oh, yeah, you've got uh, Arson Scott Card, who wrote Ender's Game. Um, there's a lot more than that. I mean, and then uh, he's now a judge. <laughs> yes. You got Tim McCaffrey, who's. Um, I had some of his books. I had Ann McCaffrey's uh, books too. Ann McCaffrey's son, who's uh, Ann's well known writer. The thing of it is, is these you have Dean Wesley Smith, who who is like just a prolific writer. He's he's all in one though. He does everything. He has his own publishing company, his own distributing company. He does his own writing. I mean, he's a lot of fun to talk to. Too. He's really got his stuff together, so he's he's always fun. But they're all there for these winners, and they're all giving this advice that you can't get anywhere else. Oh, I enjoy it immensely. It's a lot of fun. You know, I'll be out in LA in April, the last week of April. I'll be out there for eight or nine days. Yeah, and. Um, when I find out what hotel it is, y'all can stop by and visit. Yes, but I'm usually <laughs> I'm usually pretty busy, so you might want to call me ahead of time and tell me. Well, because I'm doing interviews, I'm hanging out with with John Goodwin, who's a friend of mine, and uh, you got cameras and, around your neck, and you're doing yes. pictures and videos. And a lot of times, I'm in the hotel room with four or five or six uh, winners doing interviews. So, um, yeah, but just call me. You know, I'll always make time to go to lunch, go to dinner, or something. Uh, I I am I have a good time when I'm there. I do. Actually, I've missed out on a couple of really good dinners because I was in the middle of doing interviews when John called me. I said, fuck, John, don't call me now. <laughs> I got like eight people in a room. You know, I'm like, last year was the toughest year I've had since I've, I've been with him. They had a really big schedule and they got a lot of good judges. Oh, you mean illustrators? Oh, man, Tom Wood's a friend of mine. He's great. He, matter of fact, he's going to be on Arthur's Quill with me uh, tomorrow. You should come join me, um, Jay. He's um, he's going to be on Arthur's Quill tomorrow from three to five. We'll, we'll just be talking about random stuff. Um Three what time? Three p.m. Yeah, it'd be four p.m. your time. 
Yeah, I, I will have people here. Oh no, don't worry about it then. No, <laughs> I will, I, I will, I will too. But I, I this was already a pre-scheduled thing. So, uh, but what I'm talking about. So I haven't even talked. I got to talk to Jeffrey. I got to catch up with him because uh, I'm gonna make Jeffrey. So what's gonna happen with this show? The the uh, author's quill. This is this show is designed for either six to eight hosts that will host. Each host will have a, a you know every eight weeks they'll host one show. And they can do a guest themselves and bring on whoever they want, or they can have Carmen from Galaxy Press do the guest. It doesn't matter. And Carmen just doesn't get guests just from Galaxy Press either. He can get them from other places for you. So uh, he's the one. So this is a weird, strange story. So I don't know if any of y'all know who um, Jim Mars is. Jim Mars was one of the best researchers I've ever met in my entire life. And solid um, dude. Never met him though. I yeah, he, he 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 was him and I became really good friends. Uh, over the years and um, he did a lot of UFO research. He did a lot of other stuff. He rewrote the Kennedy case. He did a freaking fabulous job on that. And him and I decided yeah. one day to do a show on it because it's strictly was p- politics. And um, it was, uh, it was crossroads. I mean, it was a great, it was a great show. It was a great book, but, but anyway, uh, but Jim, the basis knew, for the JFK movie. Yeah. So Jim, Jim knew uh, Carmen at galaxy press. And they knew John Goodwin and them, and he was doing stuff for Galaxy Press when he told them about me and said, you should hook up with Joe because he, he can help you with those things. And ever since then, we've been friends. Um, oh, Jim Mars was a great guy. He, he really was. He really, he really, really, really was. Well, no. Yeah, I, I never met him, but throughout, I've been researching UFOs since I was like 11. I'm 56. So you can do the math. Uh, I've never heard any research, even bitter, angry, you know, fake guys. No one's ever said a, a bad word about Jim Mars. Because yeah, he, because he was a solid, a solid, hardcore researcher. Solid dude. Solid dude. And and I'd tear his ass up on air. I'd challenge him and all kind of stuff. But he was <laughs> he was a con- well because he he liked it, and he was going to have an answer for you. He wasn't just going to fall over like, oh, oh man, you know. Uh, I got whooped here. No, that that wasn't Jim. Jim was going to be like, "Oh yeah, you you want to fight with me? Come on, we're going to fight, buddy." And uh, that's just the kind of guy he was, and he was a lot of fun to talk to. And, he, and um, I I just enjoyed his company immensely. I hated when it, when I found that he passed. A friend of mine wrote to me and told me about it. I was like, "Well, that bites." Um, so I meant to mention this earlier and I forgot. So this. The Russians. So the Russians took three of their top of the line bombers and sent them to the Ukraine. That was going to blow the shit up out of Ukraine. The Ukrainians mm. laid a trap and killed all three of the bombers. <laughs> all three of their bombers. Wait, using drones? Pretty sure. Pretty positive is using drones. <laughs> Love it. Well, and we were talking earlier, you know, a few months and weeks ago, that didn't they? The Russians didn't they like? mothball a whole bunch of bombers and a whole bunch of tanks and a whole bunch of other equipment yeah and that's that was one of the lead stories we talked about tonight that they were putting all of these these uh these things that make drones quit working on their vehicles but the ukrainians were still killing them anyway whatever these these russian things that were using to keep the drones from attacking wasn't working uh what was that denise oh yeah my hair is down tonight because i I, it wouldn't be but i don't don't, there's not a ponytail tie nearby so it's it's down (laughs) It, it really is, but you know that's one of them things. Uh, when I moved to Russia, I'm gonna tell you a little secret. I was asked to speak in China, uh, a two year tour, just recently, and I thought about it really heavy because it's really good money. I'm, I'm not. I'm just gonna tell y'all, it was six figures. It was good, good money, 
and um, and plus they pay for everything. So you get the money, but they pay for everything: hotels, food. Yeah, you they, probably get a for food. They take you out and they let you go. Uh, so you you work X amount of days, and then they they give you a tour guide and let the tour guide take you around and show you around wherever you want to go. Uh, they actually even give you an inside tour of the Forbidden City. Uh, so nice. There's a lot of perks to it, but the man. So I'm reading about China. First off, right now they got five different versions of COVID running around. They've got some some respiratory ailments that looks makes COVID look like playtime. Uh, they're thinking about invading Taiwan. I was like, yeah, you know, they're all sucking up on Russia's ass. I'm thinking maybe, maybe the Americans not a good. Kind of how World War II started. I mean, there was like yeah. all these little you know border skirmishes all over Europe, and then all of a sudden, boom. Well, what was it? Let's see. One of them was one started for the sinking of the Lusitania. That must have been World War One. That was World War One. World then, War Two. Oh, for II us, it was a bombing of Pearl Harbor. The War, and then Germany tests their new uh, MP38s and their tanks and their planes in Spain. Um, at the same time, they take over Spain, and then this, that, that's what just cascades from there. But, but for us, no, no, Chris. For us, we didn't get into World War Two until. Uh, they bombed her. Two Harvard. years into the war, two two years and yeah. uh, two years and six months, and nobody could understand why Japan bombed us when we were staying out of the war. I mean, yeah. we weren't even back in the you, no, we weren't even back in the Brits. We were like, yeah, we'll send you some equipment, we'll send you some stuff, but we no, really just, we we weren't wanting point. to get into that. We just weren't wanting to get into the war, and then of course Japan blew the shit up out of Pearl Harbor. And that was it. We didn't have a choice. We couldn't we couldn't just let that slide. So then we decided, well, if we're going to fight Japan, we might as well fight Germany too. Yeah, but it see, was, it was it was fortune and fate and luck that they didn't kill our aircraft carrier, or we'd all be speaking Japanese right now. Yeah, it was. Uh, swear to God. Yeah, no, they they we we got lucky for some reason. Um, Not just we, there. I mean, Midway turned the tide of the battle. If we hadn't yeah. taken out their three major carriers at Midway a year later. We, yeah, again, they, they had they had they had three at Midway. We had four. They tore up the Yorktown. No, no, no. They had four. We had three. Oh, is that what it was? And one of one of our we had two and a half. One was like uh, the election that had been almost cut in half at the Battle of um, uh, Coral Sea, like three weeks earlier. Well, I know, I know the Yorktown pretty much lost its its. Death. It was the York. It was the Yorktown. It yeah, might have been the Yorktown. It had been so severely damaged. That uh, the captain actually called for abandoned ship, at, while they were on station at the Battle of Coral Sea, it was reported up the chain of command to uh, uh, Admiral Nimitz that it was sunk at that point. Uh, the other two carriers made it back to Pearl Harbor. Then they're all like at Pearl Harbor. They're they're mourning the deaths of these all these sailors that died on the Yorktown. And then yeah, come right, steaming a day in. later it shows up. <laughs> it's so right. steaming in. <laughs> it's like no man, we didn't get sunk. Um, they came in. They came in on fire. I mean, they're smoke trailing, and you know, half the crew dead. It, it was not pretty. Half the equipment was destroyed. What do you mean? Do do I think we're going to get into a war? Well, I look at it a little differently. She's got kids. Uh, Putin's got kids. You know, any nuclear war means every everybody dies. I mean, it don't matter where. You, so yeah, Xi Jinping and Joe Biden, Putin, go all live on the ground. But what kind of life is that? No surface for 10,000 years. I mean, the nukes we use right now are so antiquated that they're going to pollute the top of the planet for at least 100,000 years. It, it um, sounds like you're describing star blazers where the, the planet has been radiated by 
by the Gamelon Empire in the human races underground. They build a spaceship out of the former battleship Yamato from World War II and go out into space and kill aliens. <laughs> that sounds fun. Well, it sounds like you're, you're saying, saying so. it's uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, well, no, there's all kind of underground facilities in the United States, not just oh, here, yeah. in, in, all, in all countries, there's underground facilities, but. Oh. There, there are enough tunnels under Washington, D.C. that you could get successfully into Virginia underneath the Potomac River by tunnel. Yeah, there, there's so many tunnels there. That, matter of fact, they were talking about this because when they closed that hotel down as a, um, as a bomb shelter, they uh, were talking about there's so many tunnels there they forgot some of them. They recently found yeah. a map of some of the tunnels they didn't even know existed. Same with New York. There's so many yeah. tunnels, old old, old uh, railways that are no longer in use that, that they don't know where they all went to. They don't know where they stop or where they go anymore. Uh, the, if you look at uh, D.C. on a map, um, before Dulles was built, Dulles is in Virginia. Nash, Washington National is, is also in Virginia, but it's on a peninsula uh, in the middle of the Potomac River. So it, it's surrounded on all, all three sides by water, this, this uh, airport. And uh, that airport and Andrews Air Force Base, which is also in Maryland, are where they would evacuate the president in emergencies. How do you think the president would or anybody from the White House would get to National Airport? Direct tunnel underneath the Potomac River right to that airport. They also have one over to Dulles as well, which is the bigger, faster airport. Well, that's the thing. I mean, originally the way D.C. was set up was. Uh, that so you could get from place to place underground, so Congress could move around, the president could move around, and not be vulnerable. There are but, legit uh, tunnels that go from Senate to the different buildings. Then um, they were built that they're not; those aren't secret at all. They're not top secret. It's just like the University of Baltimore campus. It has the same thing. They have certain areas where there are tunnels, which is a bad idea. There's been some, you know, uh, sexual attacks in these tunnels at that school. But they have tunnels underground so that the students can go from place to place without getting, you know, rained on, snowed on, and what have you. It's um, well, it was cool to do it. And, well, no, people they stay well because, and right now, if there was a nuclear attack, that we we would be able to move around. Oh, no, I shouldn't say we, but they would be able to move around. And uh, with the Vietnamese. Yeah, well, that's that's the whole point of having them. Yeah, yeah. the entire underground uh, of of the Vietnam countryside is is riddled with networks of of tunnels, and not just from the Vietnam War. They there have been multiple, multiple, multiple cultures and different political uh, uh, allies and enemies that have tried to take over Vietnam. None of them successfully because of the network of tunnels they all use to travel underneath the the swampy areas. Uh, you'll never ever take over Vietnam. No matter how hard you try, tunnels are the winning thing. It's a, well, it, it it definitely works out. What do you what do you mean, Chris? You hear me clicking? Oh yeah, I'm clicking through um, a bunch of pictures uh, from Writers of the Future, one of the gigs we did. It's I was just looking. Um, no, so no Nazis in in the Ukraine so far. Yeah. <laughs> Zero Nazis. We knew that from the beginning. I think anyway. <laughs> Uh, do, do I think that Israel should stop killing people? I think Israel should stop killing people when people stop killing Israelis. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. If they were killing my people, I'd be killing them. I'll tell you this much. Uh, if you ever have thrown a rock at a bee or a wasp nest, there's two ways to do it. 
the right way and the wrong way. If you yeah. get too close, the bees are going to sting you, and that's your own damn fault. And that's what happened is the Hamas took their rock and they threw it into the bees' nest of Israel, and they're they're feeling the sting from it now. And that's that's on them. It's not our battle. I agree with Joe. We don't need to be sending any troops over there right at the moment, but they are one of our strongest allies. And, you know, if they ask for help, we kind of got to give it. Yeah, we kind of got to give it. Uh, what do you mean? Oh, you, you, what are you talking about, Japan? Oh, no. So, no, I was saying this the other day on another show. So, Japan is a valuable lesson for the world. So, Japan comes and blows the living shit up out of this, the United States. The United States, in turn, goes and blows the living shit up out of, of, Japan. I mean, we, we nuked two of their cities. Uh, pretty much, you know, a shitty thing to do. But now, 60 years, 70 years, 80 years later, we're friends. And not, are not just friends, but not we're partners. Friends, really good allies. And really good allies. And Japan has pretty much been Western and us. They're, they're, they're just Americans, basically. I, Westerners, I should say. I hate to say Americans because it's not true, but Westerners. Well, because Europeans are Westerners. I don't, I don't want to say they've been Americanized, but in a way they have been because the U.S. is the one who really led this stuff out and then the rest of the world played catch-up. And uh, no, I got a lot of Japanese friends out there. Not just meeting them from different places over the years, uh, conferences, talking with people. A lot of people look for me because they've had weird shit happen to them in Japan and uh, they want to talk to somebody who has experience dealing with it. What do you mean sumo wrestling? Oh, you mean like what's his name? Ed Sheen doesn't gets the suit and goes sumo wrestling. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> that sounds like racist or something to me, man. Mm. Or, or stereotyping. Yeah, stereotyping know. might be better. Racial biasing. <laughs> um, Profiling. <laughs> so, no, no, there's. You mean the fleets? Right now, the Chinese fleet is, um, I think, actually a little bit larger than the United States fleet now, but. This is where people make their boo-boos. I love this. I'm listening to CBN, CNN right that I wrote in the other day because I actually called in. They're going on and on. Oh, China's passing us up with ships. Well, first off, our ships are better than this. But regardless, it doesn't matter. So they 375 with 335 or 345. Uh, so everybody's like, oh, look what happened. And they got China's, uh, Russia's a lie, and they got 150 ships. Yeah, okay. But you know what? We have Europe as an ally. And guess what? They have ships. Oh, yes. The Brits have ships. The Italians have ships, the French have ships, the Greeks have ships, the Australians have ships, the Chinese have ships. Yes, we have a lot of friends that have ships. So it's not really what you want to think it is. We probably have about 700 ships at, at our disposal with probably more than 3,000 aircraft. Where yeah, the, the Chinese yeah, don't necessarily have a Navy, but they do have a Coast Guard. And, and they so they're basically like maybe 60-foot long boats, which is not great, but it's more assets in that area. And they are armed, you know. Well, Christopher, you may be right. I mean, I know at the end of World War II, we said we would never let Germany or Japan have an army again. Oh, uh, uh, no. Uh, we didn't say that about Japan. We said Japan could never have a navy. I think with, with Germany, it was no army. It's um, Well, no, they were supposed to have a peacekeeping force. It didn't really matter what it was. They were just supposed to have a peacekeeping force and nothing larger than that. And, and if you uh, drop a map of Germany, every major city has a huge either military, uh, army, or uh, air force base on it from America. Yes, ours. Yes, yes. He's not or talking Munich. about Germans. He's talking. Oh, speaking of that, Munich, the U.S. Stuttgart. is, is the, the U.S. is reclaiming. There's a base everywhere. <laughs> yes, there probably is. Uh, the U.S. is reclaiming 
one of its Pacific Islands base near China. Uh, just as a warning to China, we're putting it back full, full Air Force base, full Navy Wait, and Air Force. Base. I don't know. I don't remember hearing the name, but um, it's it's one of the bigger islands. Well, you know, there's a lot of islands out there. That we, yeah, we there's a lot of islands. Yeah, there's a lot of islands out there that we used after doing World War II that we haven't used since. Now you go to islands. There's abandoned islands that they got buildings on them, runways and shit, but there's nobody there. Wake Island is the only only landmass we owned that was close enough to launch bomber attacks to uh, Tokyo. Yeah, well, this this is this is to irritate China. Um, what do you mean? Oh, yes, there is a military base in Japan. What are you talking about? Several. Uh, we have a base. We have bases in Okinawa. We have bases in Tokyo. Yes. All up and down the coast. You want to know why we have bases in Germany and Japan? Because we're making sure that. Our enemies stay allies. That's why. You ever, you, ever, you ever been in high school, public high school, and, and the, the, the local bully comes over to your plate and takes his thumb and puts it in one of your sections of food? You eating that? Uh, you know what I do? I say, no, and neither are you. And I throw it away right in his face. That's what that's what we're doing. We're keeping our thumb on him. You're not going to get that, neither am I. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Germany started two wars, World War One and World War II. They need to be World War Two. Yeah. Yes, too. So somebody needs to keep an eye on their asses. Japan literally blew the shit out of Pearl Harbor, so we're going to keep an eye on them for a long time. The, the reason why, even if we didn't have bases on Japan's mainlands, uh, they would never take over the world again. They would still be our best friends because they 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 were really seriously of the warrior mentality. Yes. There's no joke about that. That's they, they they said after the first bomb went off, the first nuclear weapon went off in Nagasaki. The emperor said on the radio in Japanese and translated to English that they would not surrender, that they would fight to the death. Last man, woman, child on Japanese soil would not give in to the Americans. And then we, we dropped, dropped the second. Enemy. We dropped the second bomb, and he said the same thing: "We will not give in. We're going to fight to the last." Twelve days, or was it nine days later? I can't remember the dates, but on the fourteenth, they said we'll surrender. Do you know why? It's not because of that bomb, because the Russians took over Quasha. Uh, 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 what's the what's the Quang Tung? Um, Japan took it over, and they changed the name of it. The emperor's nephew was the governor, the puppet governor of it. They killed him in the streets and were lining up on the shores to get waiting for their troop transports so they could go across the Japan Japanese sea and land on Japanese soil. That's when they decided to surrender. They weren't afraid of us. They weren't afraid of getting nuked again. They were more afraid of becoming a communist country like China became than they were getting nuked by us. That's when they mm -hmm. surrender. Uh, what is that, Denise? Well, China, China, Japan's a democracy or whatever they call themselves. No, we're yeah. not a democracy. See, people get confused. People are like, oh, no, United States is a democracy. No, we're not. We're a republic. It's different. A democratic republic. Yeah, we're a democratic speak. republic is what we are. Uh, but we're a republic. We're not a democracy like you think. Democracy is a little bit – a full-out democracy is a little bit different than what the United States is. Uh, so there's nothing wrong with what we are. We, Our biggest problem is is, is uh, we need term limitations big time. Um, we, we need age limitations. Uh, you know, there's, See, you, you can't know, do that because that's well, discrimination. I, but yes, and, you can because there's a mandatory there's a mandatory uh, federal law or was it constitutional thing that says at 65 or 70 you have to retire. <coughs> that doesn't apply to senators? Come on. Yeah, but see, some, some, some of them are still good. Like Trump. Trump's going to be in his 80s. He's going to be a good president. But Biden, yeah. Biden just can't. He's, he's 
So what we need to do is, is it's, it's going to have to be taken on a case-by-case basis because some people are going to be much smarter, much older. They're going to be, and, you know, they're going to have their facilities to get us some or not. Yeah. And yeah. as society grows, I mean, for me, so, so when I was a kid, 50 was like ancient. Your hair was gray, like one foot in a grave. Uh, today, it's more like 85. I'm 50. Uh, my, my hair is not gray. My beard is. Yeah, see, that's my problem. My beard is, but my hair is not. What's yeah. the Janine? Oh, no, my, my beard is white. I thought about yeah. leaving it white tonight. Oh, I didn't even see in here, Roseanne. It's, um, I thought about leaving it white for y'all to see Merry Christmas, snowy beard, but everybody bitches when it's white on camera. Oh, yeah. It started with um, Prometheus Entertainment. I was in DC filming, and they were like, oh, man, that thing's just, you can't see your face, man. It's, it's, <laughs> you're, you're, you're whitewashing the camera, sir. <laughs> but then the lady came out. And started brushing it, and she said, "Okay, well, yeah, it makes me look younger because it, it doesn't." Yeah. Oh no, I, 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 I do it too. I, I, I'm out of it now, but I, there's this this great stuff you can get. It's got like a plastic comb, and you snap it onto the. It's a binary liquid, and it shoots up into the comb, and then it turns into whatever color—dark brown, light brown, whatever. And you you just you come in there for like five, ten minutes, and then you you rinse it out. Looks just like the hair on the back of my head. Yeah. It's awesome. Lose you lose twenty years. Well, you still feel thirty years older, but you lose twenty uh, years in, in in your look. <laughs> so, what are you what are you talking about? All Asian countries are going to get together. Japan and, and China just don't like each other. They haven't never liked each other. They hate each other for Japan centuries. Has conquered China twice. Uh, last time they conquered them, just with giving them food. Um, yeah, they yeah. were trading them rice for guns because they were starving. See, that's the problem for China. China's vulnerable in the fact that if you cut off their resources, they're in trouble. They 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 can't produce enough food and, and stuff or fuel to take care of their population of one point four billion. They just can't yeah, do put it, it like this. They they invented the rice paddy method of growing rice, which is very efficient, but it's only it's it's so hard to do. It takes so much water and so much time that it's really only enough to sustain a local area, a village, a couple of villages max they can't make enough to export it and if you if you look some of the major exporters of rice are like thailand and india and pakistan and other countries like that and i can give you for a cooking aspect uh, if you're going to buy any kind of rice for steaming make sure there's a silhouette of an elephant thank you drag not a monkey uh what do you mean yeah we do grow rice down here in the south and you know what's funny is uh we we dual purpose our rice fields. China started doing it now too because you, you can get Chinese crawfish now. But our rice fields have crawfish in them. So when we yeah, our, yeah, so, so we, when we're growing rice, we're growing crawfish at the same time. So it's a dual harvest, and uh, it, you make more money off your rice boil. Now. And uh, well, that way you're not wasting as much water either. Water is not a big de- dig for us down here. I mean, we live in a very fresh area, but. A lot of places, water is a big deal. And in China, fresh water, clean water is a big deal. Um, yeah, food's a big deal. No, they 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 starved in China because they don't they didn't. And this is in World War II when they had half the population they do now because they couldn't get outside food. Well, yeah, you can fish till you're blue in the face, but can, is it going to be enough to feed everybody? Uh, your rivers are probably going to be fished out in no time at all. And then offshore, you're going to have to keep going further and further until you're getting close to other people's waters where, where you might get killed. 
not only get into the fishing out in the ocean, you'll have to go deeper and deeper and deeper eventually. And you'll be able to be catching things that your boat can't handle. Giant squids and sperm whales and stuff. Well, you you know, if y'all want to go, if y'all really want to go giant squid or giant or great white hunting or big squid hunting, don't go to anywhere but New Zealand. That's where they say the biggest squid and, and sharks live. Well, there's a lot of big, well, there's actually videos of uh, great whites and, and big crocs getting into it right offshore. Yeah. J- Jaws, the movie, 1974, five, six, seven, whatever it was, uh, everyone, especially marine biologists, called, you know, bull honkery on that because the shark in the movie is 25 feet long. And there had been at that time no uh, great white. Also known the the, the the scientific name is Carcharidon carcarius. There had been no great white recorded in scientific history larger than twenty feet at that point. Great white shark. And then I don't know when it was, but not long after the movie was out, maybe 10, 15 years, twenty years, uh, down in New Zealand, they discovered a twenty-seven foot long great white male shark, and that turned over the whole thing. And they realized, oh, it's a fish it grows to the size of the container it's in. You take a goldfish, you put it in a small goldfish bowl, it'll grow four, five, six inches. You take that same fish's twin brother and put it in a 55 gallon tank and it'll grow two, three feet wide along. And why is that? Because they proportional to their environment. They will, they, and as long as there's enough food, certain fish will grow to enormous proportions. Groupers are huge. You ever seen a grouper? I know they are huge. They weigh like 20, 30 pounds. You ever seen, and no one, people don't realize that a tuna fish, the tuna that you eat in your bumblebee tuna can is a fish that is about nine to 10 feet long and about five to 600 pounds. It takes industrial fishing rods and nets to get these things on board. That's why people are mad about them because they catch. You know other, you know other things, things you don't well. eat like dolphins and whales. And no, whatnot. no, Chris, no. There's there's lots of types of tuna, yeah, and they, they're lots all pretty big there. And but uh, the yeah, one that's most jack, famous yeah, is nine feet long and five hundred pounds. It's huge. The, 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 no tuna get big; they get heavy too. Mm-hmm. Tuna, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, I don't know. I like tuna fish, but I'm not a big fan of just like tuna steak uh, or salmon. Some, you know, depends on what it's cooked, how it's cooked. If yeah, it's a salmon, yeah, salmon I like kind of grilled, uh, maybe with a light sauce on it, and, and I, I can. Well, they serve it at the gala every year. They serve uh, filet mignon and salmon. And I noticed the uh, first year I ate the salmon it was really good. Second year, uh, third year was better. Well, it's 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 first off, it's who the chef who, who prepares it and where the fish actually comes from. Remember, uh, tame fish is one thing because it. The, everything's moderated, so it's all going to taste the same. Wild fish are going to have different flavors. It depends where they're eating at, where they're, how they got to where they were, uh, what did they feed on here and there, what was their primary food. All that makes a difference in the way something tastes. Not just fishes for any. Some of the best stuff that that people don't realize is the things that eat from the bottom: crab, lobster, crawfish. Uh, yeah. Oh, I know. They are usually the best. They're all, they're all bottom feeders. They're all eating crap and you know dead bodies and, and feces and who knows what all else. But yeah, they're the they, best goddamn tasting thing on the planet. And they turn, they, they turn it. Yeah, they turn it into something good. 
Jeffrey. Um, I don't, you know, I, some raw stuff. I mean, uh, steak tartare, I can eat it. It doesn't, you know, it's funny. Okay, so t- steak tartare is technically raw. It's raw, usually filet. And um, it's thin, really sliced. But they serve it with like a balsanic or a lime or something. Anyway, in case y'all know, citrus actually cooks stuff. Yeah. Uh, you, so you put citric, citric acid, like the orange juice, lemon juice, lime juice, lemon and lime more so than orange, but yes. orange grapefruits. You put it on anything, just out in the refri- unrefrigerated on the counter, especially raw fish, it'll cook it. Yeah. And, and, and sanitize it. Yeah. At the same time. It's um so so you got so they kind of it, it is raw, but it isn't raw. Certain fish. I mean, I've eaten. I've tried raw tuna. I've tried raw salmon. I've tried uh, raw tuna is good. I've I've tried a few others. Um, Yellowtail. It just it just it just depends what it is, how it's prepared. You mean yeah? Well, well, usually when they get an avocado roll, it's got shrimp in it, not fish. Mm-hmm. I'm saying and, the ones I get. And there are two different types of sushi out there. There's sushi, which is a lot of it's got some cooked stuff in it. Anything that's crab, shrimp, eel, that, that meat is cooked. Then you have the sashimi. That is all raw. There, there, nothing is cooked in it except for the rice. Yeah, That's except it. for the rice. Except for the rice. Rice is steamed. Everything else is raw. You get raw uh, kelp. Well, they, they actually they have to put the, the kelp in warm water so it gets pliable. But uh, in any event, um, there's like I've had this thing called rainbow roll. Oh, it's like it's three different types of fish meat, like spiraled over uh, rice, no kelp. It is nasty. I can't. Oh, it almost made me vomit when I tried it. <laughs> And, and yeah, it's a different taste for different I, I was working at the sushi restaurant upstairs in the as a as a prep cook and, and dishwasher. So <laughs> uh, to eat food at the place you work at that makes you want to throw up, that's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, you know, um, one of my favorite Chinese restaurants, uh, the Egg Wash, which was open for like 40, is great food. I mean, they just great egg drop soup, great, great fried rice. I mean, all their food was good. All their dishes was good. And uh, but. Uh, messed the camera again. They had a sushi bar there, and uh, I was I, every time I go in, the owner knew me, and he's like, "You need to try this. You need to try this." I'm like, "No, I'm not trying." He said, "On the house, on the house." So I try one. I get out of here. But every now and then, I get a good one. And uh, well, yeah, I started keeping a record of which ones I liked. And then uh, a friend of mine opened a, a Chinese buffet up, and he's like, oh, and "He goes, he said, look, we have a huge um, sushi bar. You got to come try it out." So my partner, Sam, used to always want to go there and eat. It was King's Buffet. And they had all kind of food. And food was good, actually. I was surprised for being a buffet. And um, it was really good food. So every every time I went, I would try a different sushi. You know, They had like the little finger ones. They had the rolls. They had all kind of interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, they had some stuff that was like just a piece of like salmon with a – I don't know what the hell they put on top of it, but it was pretty good. Um well, Jack, you see, this is what's weird. I, I'm from the deep south. There's a lot of seafood down here. I mean, literally. Yeah, and, and raw this, fish this to is, you is bait, not food. Yes. So, And there is a lot, a lot of seafood down here. And uh, so you name it, we eat it down here. So it's one it is. And Jay's right for us. Raw raw fish is is, is bait. We're out looking for the good stuff. Um, yeah, exactly. But you name it. You can't you name a kind of fish. tiny squids down there. Yeah. We, we, I, I fished in Florida. They had these little tiny, oh, not not squids, little tiny fish called croakers. They, oh, just, yeah. they make all this. Yeah. What are you using? What are you using for? 
we chummed them up and we, we caught up a whole bunch of some guy yeah. on the boat called a sea bass, a huge sea bass. Oh, yeah. Well, they got the big croakers, big croak, but they do croak too. Man. It's like a freaking frog. Yeah, they got uh, the big ones. The big ones, the big ones are, are pretty good to eat, but you got to kind of, you got to kind of, maybe like, sell them. like four or five feet long before they're any good. You got you got to kind of put them in and uh, put the meat like, like soak them out. Now in my backyard, people y'all are gonna be jealous about this. Two times a year, the speckled trout uh, come running through my yard. Um, so not not in the grass part. My back part of my backyard is a bayou, people. Just in case y'all didn't know that. And uh, they come up and then they feed and they hang out for a couple of days. And you can literally catch fifty, sixty in an hour. And uh, yeah. and uh, they're really good. And if you cook them in a light batter with a little milk and, and just man, they are really fabulous. No, in my backyard, just to make y'all jealous, I have speckled trout, I have redfish, I have drum, I have sheephead, I have blue crab that get like, um, oh. yes, and I can put pods in the water. Point, so what, 13 inches? Uh, down here, I think it's a little smaller than that. It's um, I think I think we can get seven inches, and after that, they're they're fine. Oh, you mean the size of it? They'll, they'll get they'll get anywhere from twelve to sixteen inches, and they'll get about yay. Did you let them go? Yeah. We, and, we, uh, we are allowed, I think, it used to be when my dad and my brother and I went down to the eastern shore to uh, fish in the Chesapeake, um, I think the minimum was four inches point to point on from one point to the other point yeah. on the crab, and we couldn't keep the ladies. We had to throw the ladies back. Yeah. Well, it depends what time of year it is. If you, if they have if they have eggs on them, you got to toss them back no matter what. Uh, no, in Maryland, if, if you're not commercial, you have to throw the, the females back. It's a yeah. Maryland law. If you get caught with females, it's a huge fine. It's like a thousand dollars per animal. Damn. So they'll let you they'll let you eat the females down here. They just and there is there is certain times of year that they won't let you because it's it's breeding time. But most of the time they don't care. You can eat as many as you want because there's One just of many females. Best as recipes was a thing called she crab soup, which you can hardly get anywhere because of the restrictions on catching them anymore. Just because of the population, we were we were fishing the population now. You know they almost died out. Well, so. I, I I I'm allowed to put six. It cost me five dollars a year. I'm allowed to put six pods in my backyard and oh, wow. uh, bait them up. And man, I was catching crabs like you wouldn't believe. Then all of a sudden, I'm you living here a couple the, of years. The, the, the big round cages, not the dip no, nets. No, the square cages, the big okay, square okay. cages, commercial cages. And, you use uh, dip nets? You ever use those? Yeah, in the old days. Well, actually, the way I started crabbing was with a piece of string and a chicken neck. And, yeah, we, and, my brother and, and I would do this. We were we were the expert at it. My brother was good at pulling them up, and I was just uh, fast enough and shine up, you know, they didn't see me to get him off the, with the net. Yeah. Scoop them that up, was man. That was they are so that, stupid. That, that, that was the first time, first way I ever caught crabs. Mm-hmm. Then we started getting the pull nets and then now we can use the pods, but, uh, but see my pods have, ex- uh, they have extruders and they have circles. So if the crab's too small, he can get out. Yeah. But you don't have to it's worry about them. But if they can't get out of that hole, you can eat them. The cages have an opening that, that gets narrower as it goes yeah. in. Because crabs and lobsters, when they walk, they put their claws out like this. And if your claws are too big, you hit the outside of that narrow tunnel and you can't yeah. get out. But if you're a smaller one, you're out. But but on these traps, uh, there's like four holes about yay big around around the trap so they can get out through those holes. Man, I caught – I went out there one day. I'm pulling up the trap. There's like seven beautiful crabs. And there's a redfish in there, like a foot and a half long. Wow. I'm like, look at this sucker. So I, I, I was going to take him out. But I emptied the crabs and I left because he's pretty. I was going to eat him. I said, you know what? I'm just going to leave him in there. And I took the crabs. I came back the next day. The day was eating all over. There must have been 50, 60 crabs in there. I was like, look at this, man. I, I actually pulled my traps out of the water for the next two months. I didn't need them after that. Um, 
Right now, they're not in the water right now because last time I crabbed, I got a bunch of crabs. But getting to the point, people, see, for me, it's different. So a lot of my friends like a really heavy seafood flavor to their seafood. Like if we're making gumbo, eating seafood gumbo, or any kind of seafood for that matter, they want a really heavy seafood flavor. Personally, I like a lighter flavor. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to really taste the completely overpowering seafood. So like with shrimp scampi, I will clean it. I will peel and clean the shrimp first. That way there's a much lighter flavor to the shrimp mm-hmm. than if, if I put them in. It's uh, supposed you, to have a buttery garlic flavor. Yeah. It's so, fishy or shrimpy or. So, you know. so it, but it is different for different people. Some people really like that heavy seafood flavor. I mean, really like that heavy seafood flavor. Yeah. Well, guys, no, we're almost done. No, we, we like to talk food. I mean, part of the show is we talk food, especially during the holidays. Oh, I'm yeah. making so I'm making crab stuffed mushrooms, but I'm adding some little tiny baby shrimp to, to crab stuffing this year, so they're in, just in there. Shit, well, if, you so, if you weren't a 32 hour drive, I'd be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> so I, 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 the crab meat's already picked and ready to go. So we just, I, I'll tomorrow morning or even maybe tonight, I feel like I'll, I'll take a whole stick of butter, real butter, unsalted, drop all the crab meat in there, uh, put the little tiny shrimp in there, cut up a, some six or seven shallots, both white and yellow, cut up a half a white onion. And I'll tell you a little secret if your house doesn't smell like garlic when it's baking, you ain't done something right. <laughs> I mean, in your house, it should be overpowering. But I think we use three whole garlic, not cloves, the whole garlic. Yeah, the whole garlic. Oh, the my whole God. Garlic. We use three of them. So we cut them all up, put all that garlic in there. And there's a couple other things, but those are secret ingredients. And uh, and not, there's actually only two other ingredients, but those are secret. they top secret. Uh, it's some special season. And then you, you put it in there and let it all cook down for a while. You put your uh, your mushrooms in a pot and boil them, and then you take the stems and chop those up and add them to the crab seed, the crab mix you've already got going. Just toss them in after you chop them real good. Let it cook some more, and then uh, after everything seven, I'm telling you, there's a little secret to this. I shouldn't tell anybody, and this is a good secret for any kind of stuffing you do with mushrooms. Always take a little piece of real butter and put it in the cap of the mushroom. That way, whatever you set in there melts that. And when you take that bite, you got that little blast of juice at the bottom where everything's dripped into the butter from the, whatever you stuffed it with. Doesn't matter what it is, it always adds a, a fabulous extra flavor to it. Yes, that's a chef's secret. I shouldn't have told y'all that. Even <laughs> Ramsey, even Ramsey uses that. And no, it's it's one of those chef's secrets. I learned it from Chef Kellogg's, who I learned it from. That's who I learned stuffed mushrooms from. Actually, mine are hit better than his. Um, oh, when I was young, I worked a lot of those restaurants and shit. Yeah, my family was was. They weren't super wealthy, but they were very comfortable, I'll say. So we ate at a lot of high-end restaurants. Yeah, and if you work in a high-end restaurant, you can learn some tricks, too. Uh, And that's what I I did. The chart house and just cooking the appetizers. Like I I, I would have to cook, too. And there's this thing called a Bama Marie. It's a big circular, I think it's a five-quart, basically an industrial quart uh, cooker. And I had to make two quarts, two of those big five quart Bam Marie's every night when I came in to start the oyster bar going. And at, at one point, I actually made they, their roux was a uh, melted butter and uh, uh, flour. Why well, can't you said that? I got to run to the store tomorrow. Uh, and the actual roux is the animal stock, the protein stock, flour and butter. And flour and so butter. One day I, I kept some of the, the oyster juice and I made a, a proper roux. 
And I, I asked the manager to come down and taste the two Bam Marie's. One had the, the correct roux, one had the chart house roux. And I said, which which one of these tastes better? They, they taste funny to me. And he picked mine. And he said, why does this one taste better? I said, because I made this with the correct roux. Can I start doing this from now on? He said, no. I said, why not? He said, because it's company policy. And I said, well, the company's idiot. So he's like, this is okay today, but don't do it again. I'm like, all right, whatever, but it tastes better. You agreed. Bye. <laughs> Man, that's, the mentality is that the one that is better is not the right way. The company doesn't like yeah, it. That, that's that's that, that, that's just how they are. Um, well, no. So yeah, no. My, like I said, my family is really comfortable. So uh, I know we were at the, one of the restaurants one day called Drew Tracks, and uh, I was looking for a job. I said, my dad said, "Well, why don't you give him a job in the back? You know, doing something. Uh, you know, washing dishes or do busting or something." And uh, they didn't want me to back washing dishes for some reason. So they put me on busting tables, which was really nice because the uh, bus boys got 12% of the tips, man. And these girls yeah. made some serious, or these guys made some serious tips. And uh, so I was, I did that for a while. And then it was kind of nice because I'd be working the back and the chefs would cook us all kind of food. Uh, that's where I learned how to eat escargot. And um, it's where I, I learned about squid and octopus and stuff. And, Calamari is good. The, way, the, the method for eating escargot properly is you take one of those little tiny, only three-pronged forks, you, you scoop the whole snail out of his shell, and you go one, two, three. So that's how – That's how, I, I don't eat them yeah. that way. So, so <laughs> this is a true, true story. Mad. So one, one day the chef's cooking stuff, and he's got this this thing sitting on the, on the heating table, right? And it's just a little round bowl, and it's got eight little circles in it, and it's the, you can smell the butter and garlic, and there's little chunks of meat in it. So I was like, man, that smells really good. He said, you want to try it? And I'm like, well, chef, I don't, you know. He said, no, no, I'll make another one. Go ahead. So I took it over. I ate all eight of them. They were delicious, man. <laughs> so, really? So yeah. the, the, the sous chef, so Johan, comes out and he goes, Jody, you know what you ate? I said, I don't know, man, but I want some more. They were delicious. He said, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. He said, you ate snails. And I'm like, what? I wanted to puke all over. I was like, but then I, I couldn't get past how good they were. So next day I'm in there and the chef said, I made some for me. You want some? I was like, ah, snail, and I started eating. I'm like, son of a bitch, they were just good. So yeah. a couple, of, so a couple of weeks goes by. He's back there frying calamari, and he said, I want to show you the difference of on, on how to make it non-rubbery. And I didn't know what the hell he was cooking. So he, he comes and he said, here, you it's always quick. like, yeah. He goes, you, you always like trying new stuff. I want you to try this. I'm sorry, I'm like, just forget. I'm, I'm munching this down. He said, you know, you're eating squid. I'm like, stop feeding me shit. <laughs> but if he didn't tell you, you would have thought it was catfish. It, it was delicious. Actually, it, it was better than cat. Oh, no, it right. was delicious. If it's cooked right, calamari tastes like catfish. I got to be honest with you. The only place I can get good calamari is at a Greek restaurant. I've never had it any, anywhere else that it was good. Yeah, uh, Bobby Lee, I have eaten frog legs more than once, too. Yeah, I have, too. Frog legs are good. Right, I'll tell you a cool, funny story. Actually, there's two of them. Uh, one one is uh, it's from a movie. Chevy Chase is eaten. Uh, Rocky Mountain oysters, Joe knows oh, those shit. are. <laughs> yeah, know those he's, like, he's loving them. them. He's like, oh, these are so good, you know. And then the record, there's like a thing, like a chalkboard with like the the current record of 28, and he's at like 26. He's like, oh, these are so good. What are they? Like, oh no, why don't you finish the record? Get, you know, break the record first, then we'll tell you. He's like, no, 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 these are so good. He grabs number 27. He's like, what are they? And he dips it in the sauce. He's like, Hoo. and they're like, they're ram testicles. He's like, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> one of the funniest scenes in the movie. I don't remember what movie it is, but it's so very funny. But that happened to me in real life. My my friend and I were best friends with uh, in the seventies. 
75, 6, 7, 8, 9, in that time, there was the, the boat people, uh, people, uh, refugees, uh, citizens of Vietnam who were dislocated and had to go somewhere. So they came all over, they went all over the world, but most of them came to America. And one of our best friends is one of those boat people. He came across on one of these rickety boats and spent months in Hawaii learning English. And we started hanging out with him. He took us to his sister's wedding. And then we were invited to his his wedding, which were both based over a traditional Chinese seven course meal. And one of the courses is it looks like a salad. If it were an Italian dish, it would be called antipasto. Uh, but what it really actually is, is uh, it's it boiled jellyfish tentacles. And it's really, really good. Sounds gross, but it's really, really good. It, it, when I first tried it, I didn't ask what it was. I just started eating it. And I was like, this tastes like spicy alfalfa sprouts. Like they put alfalfa sprouts in like a jalapeno sauce. Yeah. And I asked my friend, what is this? And he said, it's, it's jellyfish tentacles. I'm like, you're kidding. He's like, no, it really is. We, we cut, we, they take the whole jellyfish alive and they boil it in water or several of them, however many for like to feed the family, boil the thing alive. They cut the tentacles off and then they cut them into, I don't know, the old alfalfa bean sprout length things. And then they put them in with some vegetables and, and like, a, I don't know, some kind of uh, salad dressing, I guess. And you eat it with chopsticks that tastes like spicy alfalfa sprouts. Can't describe it any other way. But my friends are eating this at the second, you know, wedding reception. My best friend and his wife, they're like, oh, this is so good. What is it? I'm like, let me tell you after you finish. You really like it? Yeah. Let me tell you when you're done. No, tell us now. It's so good. It's jellyfish. Blah. They both pushed it away. I'm like, see, I told you. Until you know what it is, you don't you don't hate it. Once you yeah. know what you feel, like, once you know what the animal is, you're like, oh, you're either oh. totally grossed out or impelled by it. It's one or the other. Carolyn, if you've heard some of the stuff I eat, if eat, you'd puke. Uh, <laughs> trust me. No, I mean, no, you mean snake? No. I've, I've eaten three different types of snake. Uh, well. Snails aren't that gross. Tell them how. Tell them how you finished off the crawdad. Yeah, crawdads are always good, man. You're, you're, but you're tell okay. them how you finish it off. Crawdads uh, are yummy. If you eat the tail part, I don't want to eat. Yeah, the tail well, it's part. called it's called it's called pinching, <laughs> pinching tail and sucking head. That's what it's oh, called. It really what, is. Uh, He's not it's lying. Called, it's called pinching tail and sucking head. That's what they call it. And you <laughs> pinch the tail, and you grab it with your teeth, and you pull the meat out, and then you grab the head. And you squish the side and suck it and then swallow everything. You're, you're sucking out all of the brains and the brains, the fat, you name system. it. Yeah. So if you take your finger and you run it up in a, 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 a crawfish after you've taken the tail off and you pull it out, it's going to be loaded with yellow fat. Uh, that's what they use to make crawfish bisque and all of That's what gives it the real flavor. There's a lot of protein. It's actually really good for you, but. Um, um, well, I, if, if, I'm, you're I'm, not, if you're not, if you're not, if you did not grow up with this stuff, of, if you, you know, you've, so, seen, you've seen blue crab when you open up a blue crab, it's got that yellow mustard in there. You know what that is? Yeah. Well, you know, it's crab I, shit. So we were talking the other day about uh, blue crabs and the didman. You can't eat the didman in a blue crab, right? But yet, when they're soft shell, you can. So what? The, what's the difference? It, well, because they're molting, everything everything else is, you know, everything has it's in a different state. And then they deep, well, they deep fry them. First of all, they, they, they mash them, they flatten them out. So anything inside is squished into liquid. And then they dip them in, you know, flour, egg wash, and, and batter and deep fry them for, you know, three or four minutes. And you either put them on a sandwich or you just 
eat them whole like beef jerky. They're the, I've never eaten them. I think I made tried it once, and I know. Oh, I've never been. Gross. See, I've never been a fan of of, of soft shell crab. Now I love oh, crab. Man. Don't get me wrong. I'll eat crab. I'll fall out the damn chair. Oh it's, God! Uh, I, I went to. I went down to Smith Island in in the Lower Maryland on the east western shore of the Chesapeake, and that's where they have some of the largest crab um, canneries where they can their meat up. And it's it was at that time with the the. The shuckers who clean the crabs are all old ladies. And I swear to God, they would take a crab six inches point to point and go, Pfft. and it's meat. All the all the crap is over here. All the meat's over here. They push the meat onto a conveyor belt. It goes to another lady who scoops it up, puts it in a cup, and it goes on to the next lady who puts more into that cup and so on and so forth. It is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. But they taught us all how to, sh how to shuck a crab. And I, I can chuck a crab in less than 30 seconds and have all the meat out. They're, they're, it's that fast. They're, um, oh, blue crab is delicious, people. I've eaten oh, a lot of God. different kind of crab. I've eaten king crab, snow crab. I just like yeah. blue crab is my favorite. It's one of the uh, best. It's, I don't know. The king crab just doesn't seem to have much flavor to it when you pull well, they, it. I mean, they, only, they only take off like half the legs and throw the rest of the animal back so we can grow the legs back. Stone crab, they do the same thing. They pick, you know, they, they, they catch a whole batch of them. If they have two big cloths, they take one big cloth and throw it back. If they catch that guy again, he only has the one big claw, he goes back. They don't take a claw until they have two big claws going. They, they want to leave them with, they don't want to leave them defenseless. Yeah. And they taste good, but something about blue crab. I mean, people have always come up to me and said, hey, do you like blue crab? And I say, no, I hate them. Let's eat as many of them as we can. <laughs> yes, no, that's the thing too. No, I get I get friends from I got I got actually friends in Maine that want to swap me uh, lobsters for blue crab all the time. That's a fair trade. I told I said you know what I said when, when my traps go back in the water this this later this year I said I'll I'll swap y'all out. Per it's pound a, in Maryland, lobster is as expensive as crab. Yeah, and he's like he said, well we get tons of them, Jerry. So we catch the shit out of them. I said, well, I said I said I can probably if I put all six of my pods in the water. I said I can I can probably catch you know maybe a hundred a week or something fifty a week it de it just depends, um, you know the further I throw them out into the bayou the bigger they get and the more we catch. Well, because a lot of times we're using chicken necks and chicken stuff like that, which crabs eat, but they prefer fish. Oh yeah, if you bloody up a fish and throw it in a trap, your bitch could be full. I tell you, oh, the yeah. best thing I ever caught crabs was um, when I was young. My family used to hunt alligators. Uh, because the skins were worth so much money. So we were out mm -hmm. in the swamp one time, and my uncles were out there getting alligators. Then he gives me a hunk of skin about this long, about this wide, with a bunch of, with a bunch of, uh, he gives me a piece of the hide with a bunch of skin still, uh, meat still on it. So I put it on a string, I, I put it through the hide and made a knot because I knew they were going to break the hide and I threw it out there. Man, I'd pull it in, there'd be 30 crabs on it every time I pulled it in. I, I, I'm not kidding. I filled up eight hampers. They told me to stop. I had too many, I was feeling, I had caught too many crabs. I mean, literally, I had eight or I was either, I think maybe been 10 hampers full of crap. Hampers just a basket, people. Um, it was great. No, we got to go. What was that, Johnny? No, we got to go. No, we didn't get through. We got about half the stories we were going to do tonight. Well, because sometimes we get on talk about other things. food once again. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with food. Well, you know, yeah. it was last time I checked, it was uh, almost 2 million people listening tonight. So apparently they were enjoying the food topping. I hope everybody has we, a merry effing Christmas day. We usually come in on this after our, we, we've worked eight, nine hours yeah. and hadn't eaten since lunchtime. So we're already hungry. <laughs> so um, everybody, you know, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, Merry Christmas, happy New Year's. 
Yeah. Happy I don't like Chinese New Year coming up too. Yeah. Also yeah. Well, I'm not a big fan of saying Happy Holidays. Well, my problem is, is okay. I have friends that don't celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I have some Asian friends, some Muslim friends. They don't celebrate Christmas. It's not their holiday. And I work in retail. You can't tell a person's Jewish or not unless they're wearing a yarmulke. Yeah. So I don't say Happy Hanukkah or Merry Christmas right away. I wait yeah. for the customer when they walk away to say. Happy whatever, and then I repeat yeah. that back. So if they say Happy Hanukkah, boom, that's what they get back. Yes, well, because they don't you know, know I'm not Jewish. You can't tell I'm yeah. Jewish. I'm not Jewish. Why looking at me? I'm no, not. But ninety <laughs> percent of times, I'm just going to say Happy Holidays. Hope you have a great holiday. And but if it's somebody I know or somebody I deal with, I'll say Hey, Merry Christmas, and uh, hope you have a great Christmas. No, I hope everybody has a great Christmas, great holiday. Uh, no, I'll see y'all again before New Year's. So uh, I will. Yes, no, I'll see y'all again before New Year's. We'll do a New Year's show uh, next Friday, and um, might be some alcohol involved. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm, might be. You never know. But don't forget, tomorrow we'll be, I'll be on Arthur's Quill with Tom Wood. He'll be hanging out with me. Tom Wood is a fairly famous illustrator. Uh, he does a lot of work for the NFL and other places like that. So um, He's done a lot of product work. He's a great illustrator, actually. He's the one that did the dragon for this year's book for Writers of the Future. Very cool artwork. Matter of fact, I'm trying to get. I've been. I just hadn't had the free time, but I'm trying to get done this spring. I'm trying to get him. Um, the art contest. Yeah, uh, Larry Elmore. I want to get four professionals to do dragons and four of the winners to do dragons and see. And and then we'll put the dragons. We'll see who the first place winner is going to be. Yeah. We'll see you for, and then we'll auction everything off afterwards. Oh, and, cool! Uh, and that way, you know, you can you can you can get it auctioned off, and uh, whatever whatever it comes out to be, no, we'll donate it probably to St. Jude or something like that. Uh, Larry Elmore, you know, by the way, listeners, is is a, a seasoned veteran from TSR Dungeons and Dragons, drawing dragons and monsters, dragons. And adventurers, and and the like. So uh, it's good. It would be a tough battle. Yes, he is. He is the Dungeons and Dragons guy. That's who he is. I mean, when when uh, when we had him on the show, it's, I don't know, a month or two ago, uh, I, I was shocked when he said his name. I was like, man, that, that sounds so so familiar. And then I looked him up. I was like, oh my god, I know this guy's work. I this guy's one of my idols. <laughs> He's uh no, we well we know a lot of we know we know, we know, we know a lot of the illustrators. Um, well, Echo Chernick, she's really really good. Uh, she's one of the judges there as well. Uh, she's actually a friend too. We have a lot of fun chatting and, and getting in trouble. She's she's just a bad influence on me. That's all. And uh, no, she's bad influence on me. That whole, that whole group up there is a bad influence on you. Yeah. So, okay, so I think it's the other I way around. But, one, you know. I am the innocent one in this bunch. Yes, I'm telling right. you. I didn't start nothing. I'm just there for what. No, again, though, if, if um. No, you, you can write to me, and if you're in L.A. or somewhere like that and you want to catch lunch or, you know, uh, come by and see us at dinner or something or, or just say hi, I'll be there. I don't I don't know what hotel. They don't they don't tell me what hotel it is until – last minute. Actually, I don't even know. I, I get my tickets. They pick me up at the airport, and whatever hotel we show up at is that's the hotel we're at. <laughs> so it's been two years at the Roosevelt, one year at the I'd be willing to bet that cab ride from the airport to the hotel – you're probably. Uh, oh would. no, because they always pick me up. It. They always pick us up in groups because there's usually four or five. Oh, okay. yeah, you're not by yourself. Okay. Yeah, so it's like, 
And then everybody. And if then, you didn't you know, want to take a nap, just someone's someone squawking in your ear anyway. <laughs> and sometimes it's the judges. So the, the judges and I'll talk because I know all the judges now. But that's cool. Uh, a lot of times it's the winner, and they're looking at me like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Because uh, you know I'm not on anything. Everybody yeah. else, all, all the attendees, all of the guests at the galas, all of that, everybody's posted except for me. Nobody knows who I am until I introduce myself. It's uh, it's it's a strange way to got it, and I actually kind of like it that way because it gives me kind of anonymity when I'm running around. Um, they'll usually find out the first day. I'll usually go into one of Echo's classes and say, "Echo, can I have the floor for five minutes?" And she'll say, "Yeah." I say, "Hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm here for. I'm friendly press. Take advantage of it." And then I'll I'll, I'll do the same thing in one of the writers' classes. I'll walk in and say, "Hi, this is who I am. This is what I'm here for. Uh, this is what you need to take advantage of." Last year we only had about eight, eight, eight in in house, and the rest were done online. Uh, I prefer now the few years before that I've done. The first year I did forty seven interviews. The second year I did because there was less people. I did uh, eighteen. But I, my goal is to really get everybody done. Yes, I guess I could go. No, we can't do it that way. Uh, we'll see what happens this year. I've already got Carmen. Uh, booking winners ahead of time. So I, I might get eight or 10 of them done before the contest. And then I'll only have eight or 10 to do when I get to the contest. Well, I like to have some free time because I enjoy talking with the judges. Uh, you know, I've, I've been, I'm putting together. Uh, well, so what I've been doing is I've been making a lot of notes uh, from personal conversations I've been having with all these different judges. Sooner or later, I'm going to sit down and just put it all together and, and put it on the web. Uh, I'll, I'll send it over to my friend Emily Goodwin and let her review it first and, and maybe send it to whoever she wants to. Well, it's like, um, oh, now I can't remember if it's Kevin J. Anderson or uh, one of them's really good, was really good friends with the lead singer of Rush. And uh, last oh, time, cool. last time we were there, he, cause you know, his guy was going through cancer and all kind of other stuff. And, um, uh, he yeah, was telling perfect. us all. Of, yeah, he was telling us all about it and how everything was going and how he he didn't want to, the guy didn't want him to see him again anymore because he wanted them to remember him a certain way, and um, you know and that's a pretty personal conversation for me to go writing about. So after I heard it all, because he knew I was there and he knows what I do, he knows I'm press. All the judges know who I am. They know I'm press. They also know I'm actually honorable and don't do shit without you know asking. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the uh, the guy from Dune. I was talking to him year before last. He goes, "And how much of this are you going to go tell people? It's not going to tell anybody anything." I said, "Until y'all are ready for it to be released, I'm not saying anything." I said, "Now I get an email from somebody. I said next time I'm on the radio or TV, I'll say something." I said, "But I said I'm, I'm I said I'm friendly press. I'm not hostile press." He's like, "Oh, well, that's different." I'm like, "Yeah, of course it is because I'm friendly press." But we got to go, guys. Last question: What is it? I know we're going to be cooking a lot of stuff. Um, kids are making hams and jambalayas and other foods, and <gasps> they're going to be pies, and uh, we're going to have grilled oysters. And jambalaya, people, if you don't know, is a uh, sort of a low country boil, but a little more highbrow. It's uh, shrimp, andouille sausage, vegetables, uh, very, very spicy, and mm -hmm. on top of rice. And on top of rice, usually yeah, a wild top, rice. You know, I've had it on top of spaghetti, which is also yum. Yeah, so you, yeah, there's a couple things you can put it on. 
Well, over the over the years down here, we've learned you can substitute noodles for rice or rice for noodles. It just depends. They do it with chili. Why not with? Yeah. Uh, and you, you can know. do it. You can do a scampi and put it on rice if you want to. You don't mm-hmm. have to put it on noodles. Yeah. The reason they use noodles is because they take a they'll take like an angel hair and they'll grab it and they'll dredge it through the scampi sauce and then put it on there and then put the scampi on top of that and it gives it a much much more intense flavor. It's kind of hard to dredge rice. So you, you just have to put the rice down and pour it on there. And, and rice and soaks up liquid so quickly. Yes. That you, it's, it isn't saucy anymore. So. And when you, when you make scampi, you don't get a lot. Everything's, oh, no, you know, you're using real yeah, butter. Butter and garlic. And yeah, butter and garlic. And, uh, and there's butter and garlic. And the other secret ingredient is white wine. Uh, so you use the yeah. white wine is to, to give you more liquid because, no, the alcohol cooks out of the wine in like 30 seconds. Yeah, but and, it's also been used to be, do it as a flambe at the, at the last second yeah. as well. So, but what you want to do is you want to make sure you get a, a white wine that has very little flavor to it. You don't want it overpowering your, your dish, and you only want to put enough in that it's not. You don't. You, you can taste it because you want to make sure whatever seasons yeah. you're using and, and whatever butters you're using, that's the, the creaminess you want to come through. Yes, I know we've made half the freaking country hungry now. Yeah, <laughs> but look, I know all well, y'all are cooking and getting ready for the holidays. So I know y'all got food laying season, around. Season people eat up, eat up, eat up. <laughs> no, no, we gotta go. We're we're, we're way over. We, yeah, we've done running. We have done running to Dave Scott's time from Spaced Out Radio, who's over there. God knows what he's talking about. We don't want him to uh, get spaced out on us. So yeah, <laughs> do not make me. Oh, I was supposed to give away one of these tonight, and I forgot. I have to guess a oh, gift. Crap. I'll have you to get two, two away. Friday. I'll have to give away two tomorrow, actually. And then two next Friday. (laughs) You don't know what this is? Luke, I am not your father, you dumbass. They lied to you. (laughs) Sorry. And anyway, and that's Bob back there because I know a couple people asked me who that was behind me. That is Bob. Yep, that is Bob the Gray. Uh, No, he's still alive. He just takes that form for some reason to aggravate people. Oh, no. There's a trick with Bob. Now, I gave away a book last week, and I'll do it this week too. I'll give you one. A matter of fact, you know what? I will give a whole set of these away if someone can tell me what's the secret with Bob. Yes, there's something you can see him. Uh, you're going to have to have a good TV to see it, though. Uh, but if you can tell me what the secret is with Bob, I will give you. I got. They're still in the boxes. They haven't even taken out the box yet. I will give you a complete set. Of the writers of the futures, yes, hundred and fifty-eight stories, hundreds of yeah. color illustrations. Regular, regular price on it's one hundred and eighty dollars, but now I give it Is to it you. Is it hardcover or are they soft covers? No, these are soft covers. These are soft bound, but but it, they got great art, like on the the container. When you look at it, it has great artwork all the way around and stuff. Don't the books when they make don't the books on the spines make a, a solid image together? Yeah, they and no, no, not those because they've got them labeled out, but. um there is a flip cover on it as well that makes a, like a backdrop. Oh, it's they're, they're great, and there's a yeah, the lot box of that they're in is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, so so you know what? Uh, uh, we're not gonna have time to give it away right now, but I'll now either announce. You know what? I might no, I, I'll announce it on tomorrow's show, but I'm, you know, again again on next Friday show I'll announce it. But you have to tell me what the secret is with Bob. And, and we've talked about this on the air. There's something if you look at Bob right now. There is something with Bob. That is not ordinary, one well, other than it's an alien skull. But there's something, <laughs> you know. What do you mean? What do you mean? What you, what, his face? Oh, oh, you can't see his face. Oh, he's he's busy yeah, with decoration. You got, got some tinsel in front of him. Yes, he's 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 he's. Well, he likes his decorations, but it doesn't have to do with his mouth anyway. Back shelf there. <laughs> look, look, look! Really good. 
I see no one's got it yet. I'm looking at my email. Look really. Oh, I'm sorry, Janine. I-C-A-R at Cox.net. I-C-A-R at Cox.net. Yes. I-C-A-R at Cox.net. The first person who tells me what the secret is with Bob, um, I will go ahead. Uh, let me get out your way. So there you go. Look at Bob. What do you mean? I'm not zooming in. You got If you have to do the zooming in, I'm just sitting here. That's Bob. Tell me what's up with Bob, and the books are yours. Anyway, we got to go on that note. That's right. If you've got it, like the big TV, I got my bedroom. If you got it and a little zoom on, well, you'll know right what the hell is. You probably won't even need a zoom if you've got like a 65 inch TV or bigger. High def. No, you really need high def or 4K. High def will probably do it for you, but 4K will do it better. Well, if you've got 8K, I'm, I'm happy for you, you rich bastard. Uh, no, no. There's 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 a Vizio or it, I forget which brand it is. Uh, Best Buy has it. It's like 240 bucks, 270 bucks. It's an 8K. It's only 32 inches. Perfect for a bedroom. 8K TV. 240, 270 bucks. I don't think I'm going to get it. I, 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 I actually, I, I actually have a TV in my bedroom. It's 65 inches. And it, it's, 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 <laughs> That's a, huge. it's big, but you know, look, so uh, real quick, so there's rules about TVs, people about how far you should be away from a TV. So with a 65 inch, your face needs to be at least 10 feet away from the television to, yeah. you know, to enjoy it, you can, to enjoy it and not, feet, but 10 is better. Yeah. That that's the recommendation. So what I did is I, I, I got it set up so that my face, when I'm laying in bed is 10 feet from the TV. Oh, it's great. It's a great TV. I added I added the, the sound bar to it. TVs, even expensive TVs, sound is not always that great. Some of those sound bars though can do produce some pretty amazing uh, surround sound without they having did. speakers behind you. They can they can make it sound like there's yeah. stuff happening behind you. Whereas before you need five speakers to do that. Yeah, no, 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 people. So I mine is set up so there's the center there's a center bar, a bass speaker, and a speaker on each side of the TV. And I, no, I could have put them behind me, but there's no reason to. Because Jay's right, you get the the surround sound effect without having to have speakers behind you. Now I don't know how they do it, but they do it. It's it's well, kind of it's like my, I remember my mom got her first Bose Wave stereo, and I was like, "This is oh, garbage." Yeah. So I'm like, "How?" She, she told me how much she paid for. It. I was like, "Mom, that's a lot of money." So I go turn it on. I'm like, I'm thinking I'm listening to like a freaking serious stereo system. You know, this and thing is like speaker. having a rack system. I know this is like a rack system. One speaker. It's, it's blasting through the whole house. I'm like, son of a bitch. And it's a little speaker. It's not, it's like this big. Uh, I'm like, Bo's got were, 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 were commenting that it was as revolutionary as the Hammond organ when it came out with this spinning speaker, which made like, you know, different warbly sounds. It, it brought, you know, it, it brought keyboards into the synthesizer age where they could start imitating other sounds. Oh, no. I, 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 it, it was a great. Well, Bose has excellent sound all the way around, whether it's car sound, stereo Bose sound. Bose and JBL have always been the top speakers you can ever, ever get. The only other stereo system I've, I've put in a car that I liked as much as Bose was an Alpine system. It's a European brand. Oh, you never tried a Blaupunkt from Germany? No. Oh, actually, I have used Blaupunkt, and I did like them. I have those forgot are, about those them. Those are nice. I actually forgot all about them. Those are nice. German engineering uh, does not suck in the radio. They remember they were the first ones to have like you know cell phone use during World War. You know, we had it too during World War II, but not as good as theirs. You mean the current system I have? The studio system is sixteen hundred watts. Is what it is. Yes, each speaker is 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 four hundred watts. There's four speakers in here, and each one can take four hundred watts. I actually lifted one of them just recently. A Richfield speaker, it's a really expensive speaker. 
It's um, how's your back? <laughs> I know. It, it's it, these, and you know what's funny about these? These are mid-range speakers. These aren't large speakers. These are shelf speakers, is what they call them, and they will blow you out of my flipping house, man. They will thump you out. You think that makes my whole floor rattle and shit. It's amazing the sound you get out of those speakers. Do you know how you tell if your speakers are good or not? You take you take off. Sometimes you have to take off the front grill. Sometimes the hole is in the back, but there's a hole to let air out because the the speakers actually move in and out. Yeah. Uh, so what you do is, uh, I I used to take um, a, a a recording of the 1812 overture, and I would hold a candle one foot away from the the exhaust hole for the speaker, and wait for the cannons. The the, the cannons on this recording were, were digital. And there's a warning on the label to be careful not to turn it up too high on your stereo or you'll burn out your stereo or blow out your speaker. That's how good the recording was. So, but one foot away, I turn on the speaker at the conversation volume. And when the first cannon goes off, there's enough jet air out of that speaker to blow out the candle. That's a sign of a good speaker. Yeah, it's a good sign. Good do that speaker. If you don't have a good speaker. Yes. Well, you know, Mark, there's a lot, a lot of good companies make a lot of good speakers and it's like, Oh, I'll tell you one little secret, and then I, we got to go. So when you're buying, and it doesn't matter what system you're buying, what company you're buying, when you buy the rack or whatever it is, and you see the little feet, and you're going to notice something about the feet. They have different color rings around the feet that actually mean something, in case y'all didn't know that. There's bronze, there's silver, and there's gold. And it means exactly what it means. The the higher the color, the better the system. Good, oh, yes. Yes. Uh, that's... Uh, a friend of mine who worked in the system one time told me in a business told me it's like what he said yeah just pay attention to the feet and you'll already know what you're getting into I'm like what he said yeah he said cheap mid grade and knock you off your feet I was like well son of a bitch yeah the things you learn just hanging out huh but we got to go I want to thank everyone for tuning in to United Public Radio uh, news on the flip side and as you can see we had Jay with us tonight we had Jack with us tonight we had myself. I'm sorry, we had Jack, Sean, Sean Kelly. Sean, Jack, Sean Kelly with us. Sean actually hosts Into the Night. He hosts on Tuesdays. He does an hour on Tuesday and an hour on Sunday now. Um, he, he he comes on right after. He's Jason that good. Crossing. He can compete with the NFL. Yes. I know he's, he's, he's brave. He's got it like that. He's <laughs> like that. Jay is actually a host with Jeffrey on uh, the the Meg Pie Show. No, I'm sorry, Church of Mavis. The, Mag, <laughs> the, the Mag Pie Show. Just right there. Come on. Church of Mavis. The, 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 church, <laughs> the church of Mavis. Yes, and you can catch him on Roku because they're over there as well. And then he comes he comes and guest hosts with me from time to time. Anytime he's off, he's got the time. No, he's a great he's a great host. We don't even consider him a guest host anymore because he just comes when he's he's got the time. Well, Sean does too. Well, but we are before I go, we are looking for one Still female looking. host. Yes, we're female looking for lady. one. Yes, we, we're always looking for hosts, but we're looking for this particular show, we're looking for one female or two, it doesn't matter. But we prefer your political views to be in the center. You can be an independent. You can be a central. Yes. I'm talking about food and movie and geeking yes. out stuff. And, and Period. You, yeah. well, a friend of mine wrote in and asked me if we would talk about Versace tonight, shoes and clothes and shit. I'm like, no. Sure. I'm up for yeah. it. I, don't, I went to an art school. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm man <laughs> enough to, but I don't care. I'm not too sexy for my shirt. I mean, look, yeah. I'm wearing a black t shirt. I, yeah. I don't know fashion at all. But anyway, guys, guys, thank everyone for tuning in to United Public Radio. News on the flip side. I hope everyone has a great evening, great morning, great afternoon. Have a fabulous holiday. Show some love, show some patience. 
uh, get out there and just enjoy yourself. We got we got nothing but holiday for another seven days. Now. Got a three day weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I got that coming up. I'm excited. Yeah. My first three day I, weekend in forever. When you're in retail, it's unheard of. No, unless no, you yeah. you're specifically requested. <laughs> um, who may? No, I'm off till January third, and then I go back to work. I, I may have to go to, in one day this week, but uh, more than likely not. But we got to go again. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to United Public Radio, News on the Flip Side. And remember, I will be here tomorrow with the Author's Quill with Tom Woods. So be sure to come by and check us out around 3 to 5 uh, Central Time. Um, when I come back, I'll be on UFO on the cover on Wednesday. Um, I was asked to do a special Science and Beyond, but both Mondays is a holiday, so I'm not going to do it. Uh, we got Christmas and we got New Year, so it'll have to be maybe the first Monday of January. And I know a lot of people want to geek out and catch up on Elon Musk stuff and stuff like that. But anyway, we got to go. Thanks again for hanging out. I got to go do some cooking first. I got to go find something to eat. Then I got to do some cooking and do some more cooking and eat some more food. At least I make all this freaking fantasy fudge, man. Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, y'all have a good good holiday wherever you are on our planet. And if you're not celebrating our holiday, I hope you're celebrating another holiday. On that note, good night and stay tuned for Space Out Radio. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Oh, wait. Here, I'll play this. I forgot I said I was going to play this for y'all. Hold on. Yep, that ain't the one. I heard something in the background there. I think it gave me the wrong one. I know it didn't. All right, here we go, guys. I think it gave me the right one there. Let me pop it up, y'all. Oh, yeah. Uh, This ain't the one I wanted. Oh, well, that's still a good song. There, I saw yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a good one. No, I, I, somebody asked me to play this, and I told my plan. I just got to find out where it went off to. Oh, where the hell did it go? Oh, there it is. All right. Yeah, this is by popular. I've had quite a... Uh, quite a few people asked me to play this one. Mainly because they're actually saying the words.
Do anyone know what's missing from this choir? kids can sing it out, that's, buddy. That's some hard lyrics, and it's an adagio, which means pretty fast. <laughs> it is. I, I, that's a, uh, oh, you know what, Jack? If, if you can tell me what was missing, well, I'll tell you, anybody, the first, you know, the 15th person that tells me what was missing from this choir, uh, I will give you, uh, I will give you, no, I will give you a lightsaber like this one. Mm -hmm. But you got to tell me what was missing from the choir. I could tell you the answer right now. But that would be cheating. So when you're looking at, at the singers, tell me what was missing. Uh, they have, No, they have great voices. What are you talking about? Them kids work their asses off of that. Those are difficult lyrics, and typically, typically choirs, they, they like to get uh, boys before their voices change because they can hit notes that once their voices change, they'll never get to. And see what Jason, Jason, what Jay just said is crucial for what I was saying, what was missing from the, the choir. I'll tell y'all, but then it's just going to be the 15th person. There's no females in it. Just I was going to do like that, but I would have given it yes. away. <laughs> so now you know. There, there, were a few there were a few boys in there that kind of could yeah, pass but no, uh, there's no females there. It's an all. It's an all. It's not the only all boys choir by any means, but it's the one that was. Ooh. Yeah, because Jay's there's right. They like to get them when their voices boys. are there, because they can sing. Uh, I don't think that's the only reason, Joe. <laughs> no, we're not <laughs> going to go with that. That's a whole other show. There. That's a whole other show. We're already at the end of this one. <laughs> well, Jack, I, I, Jack, I can't tell you if if men sing better, but they definitely cook better. Yes, all the all the great chefs in the world are men. No, all the great chests in the world are men. I'm sorry. No, there's a lot of good women cooks, but no, no, all the great chefs are men. Look, I'm, I'm actually thinking about writing a cookbook. I got I got all of my mother's old recipes. I've got three recipes of my own that I'm already working on. I'm tweaking my third one right now, Shepherd's Pie. And you know, after this time, if I cook it, if it's right, it's gonna I'm gonna write it down and pub, and I'm gonna publish. I'd like to. It'd be fun. I kind of was thinking of trying to like incorporate ufo stuff in like you know area 51 chili and you know roswell soup but i, I don't think i'm going to do that i'm just going to just uh, home homegrown recipes from my mom uh ramey no we uh, it doesn't matter what sex you're uh, it, 
men and women are different and we have our good things and our bad things. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and sometimes we, we have to remember that we're different. Society wants us to think we're the same, but no, we're definitely different. This, this may sound sexist, but it's, it's a fact. I'm not trying to be mean to any of the female people out there, but uh, traditionally, especially if you look back in the fifties and sixties, women were much better organizers, homekeepers and cleaners. They also had to cook because dad was working a lot, but uh, the, the, where I grew up, my mom stayed home all day. She kept that. If you if you dropped a a speck of sand in my mother's house, she knew where it was and she would yell at you. She kept an immaculate home, and that's just how I was raised up was in a in a place where the mom did all the cleaning, dad did all the working. I, actually, Janine, you're wrong. Women actually make better pilots than men. Yeah, because and they they're, they're better they're better first time shooters than men with handguns, yeah, especially. They um the g forces don't affect them as bad, and their their center of gravity is is up higher in their body than our center of gravity is outside of our bodies. And their hand eye coordination is actually a little better than men's. Mm-hmm. The problem yeah. is, is men make better killers than women. Yeah, that that's why they're they're the pilots. No, because women a woman might and so. The reason you don't see as many combat pilots is because women may hesitate. And you're actually trained for that. So when you're going through training, if you hesitate, you probably will not get a combat job. If if you won't do it, it that's going to change. Video game style training, you won't do it in real life. That that's going to change. But do we really want all of our women in our, in our country to be killers? Is that what we're after? It's bad enough half our men are killers. Do we really want to take our women and do the same thing? Well, but you also require certain male hormones to get those aggressive, um, those aggressive genes and muscles working, and, and women just don't have. Excuse me, they don't have the same hormones as we do. So thank God for that. Yeah, they they can, they can't physically get. I mean, yeah, they can get angry just as we can, but they can't get. Uh, they, I don't think they can get the adrenaline rush the same as we uh, do to, to fight. Rainy. So you know this. I, I just I see I saw what you said. Uh, men have already effed up the planet, but you know what? Y'all had y'all had control first. Oh yes, women were in control first of the planet, and you did such a piss poor job. We had to kill half of y'all and take it back over. And so, that's why Jesus, was yeah, Jesus yeah, was, he was trying to bring back the matriarchal societies. They, yes. they didn't care whether he was starting a new religion. So, <laughs> so you know, please, when you're going to try to correct me, be sure you do your homework first. Oh yes, matter of fact, lineages was was dawned by the woman's name, not the men's. Yes, that's how they kept track of whose family was. That's just the way it was done back then. Here's now, another here's another gender bender for you too. Uh, men wore dresses first. Men wore earrings, or not in just one ear, both. Uh, and it wasn't because of vanity or uh, look how pretty I am. It was a it was a designation of station. The the, yeah. the bigger the bauble, the more powerful or more higher up you were in the, in the governmental structure. And then the forties, fifties came and screwed all of that up. Thirties, forties, yeah. and fifties came and screwed all up. But we got to go. That's a whole other show in itself. Any moans, yeah. groans, gripes, complaints, or bitches, please write to Michelle DeRoche. Yes, that's right. Tell her, tell her, Jay, Sean, and Joe said to please write to Michelle DeRoche. We will not. We'll we'll take a number and we'll never call it. You want to get in touch with her? Uh, Michelle is the station manager. Yeah, she's the boss. So if you got a complaint, that's who you write to. Yeah, you write to. What happened to what show? Oh, I'm not at liberty to say what happened to that show. 
All I can say is they're no longer with the network. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not at liberty to say why they're no longer with the network. You'd have to take that up with the station manager. Even though it was at my behest they're no longer with the na- network, you'd still have to take it up with the station manager. Or with the host. I, from what I hear, she's getting a new show so or a new network. So, Hosts come and go. And for different reasons, the network always holds the rights to hire or fire anybody we want to for any reasons. Uh, because talent is just that talent. Sometimes talent lasts a long time. Sometimes it wears out. Sometimes hosts get crazy. Sometimes, you know, it's just a lot that goes on. So, no, usually if somebody gets canned, there's a reason for it. Yes. Or they're better looking than Joe. Yes. Yeah. If you're better looking at me, you, you, got, you got to go. Yes. <laughs> if you interfere with my sexiness, you've got to go. I'm just saying. It's, it's just, it's you know, it's. It's the alpha male in you. That's all. You, you mean that's 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 how come there's more females than males on this network? There's, there's a few males. No, we actually okay. It goes back and forth. Right now we are female heavy, but sometimes we're male heavy. It just depends. And sometimes there's different type of male hosts in the network. It, yeah. Sometimes we get some manly men on the network. Sometimes we got some girly boys. Uh, currently, I don't and think there's there is yeah, been on the station in 14 years. I've been here eight. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any girly boys on the network currently. No, there's been in the past. Let me see. There's uh, Horsefly, no. Just Jay and Jeff, no. There's myself, no. Uh, I'm missing somebody. Sean. Uh, Sean, no, he's not. Uh, uh, what's his name? Bart, he's not either. John's not really. No. All the guys are guy guys. Yes, we're guys. We're not. We're not. How can I say this? We're not confused. <laughs> hey, hey, we, we like geek out on stuff. I, I you know, I have actually, because I, I did go to art school. I have actually watched, you know, runway shows, and uh, I, I don't dislike uh, fashion, but no, there are fashion out there that's just you're like, why, you know, and who's going to wear that for real in public? There's, there are really bad fashions out there. Uh, Reese, I'm not. I'm not anti-tattoo. I, I just. I just don't like them for my personal self. I, I think tattoo works. Tattoo. For my, so the artwork is gorgeous. It's just. Yeah. It's a personal thing. I, I probably would never get one, but I appreciate good artwork. One of my best friends well, from college. She's a. She's a tremendous tattoo artist down there. When When I was in the Navy, I had. I wanted to get these two tattoos on my chest. And uh, a good friend of mine who was, he was, uh, he'd been in Navy a little longer than me. He goes, you know, before you do that, you should think about it. Think about 30 or 40 years from now. Is that what you want to see in your chest? And I was drunk at the time. And I said, oh, I'll probably do it anyway. But then we had, we got called to duty. So, and after that, I got to thinking, and you know what? I'm glad I didn't get him because today I wouldn't like it. And you know what else, Pete? Having been in the Navy, uh, it's your, your skin is considered uh, government property. If you put tattoos on it, you, you're considered defacing it. They can kick you out of the Navy and or fine you. Yeah, they, they're worried about that. You, you mean, no, 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 you're getting, no, Denise, no, you're getting confused with the merchant Marines. They're not, the merchant Marines are not, they're, they're not military. They're not Marines either. They're paramilitary. <laughs> they're just, they're, they're just because they're on the water and they're selling stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what they are. They're selling their Marine, stuff. Or they're escorting someone else by selling their services. Yes, they're they're just that, uh, and so yeah, and actually there are big tattoos involved in those. 
But the military itself, you see some, you don't see some. It, it varies from person to person. But again, we got to go. Stop bugging us. On that yeah. note, guys and girls, we got to get out of here. Again, thanks for hanging out and talking to Jay and I and, and, and Sean. Remember, you're listening to United Public Radio. This is News on the Flip Side. And until next week, enjoy the Christmas holiday. Have some fun. Give someone a hug. Don't just be randomly kissing people. That, that could get you put in jail. Don't be shy. <laughs> Rip those presses wide open. That's right. Stir it in,